The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Looks like there's a some some sort of a secret society that they started at the FBI. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson talked about it. I, there's an FBI informant. It uh, says the secret society that they saw mentioned in texts. They actually held secret meetings off-site. Uh, informed Congress of such. On the special report with Brett Baer, uh, Ron Johnson called it corruption of the highest levels of the FBI. Uh, we don't really know much about what kind of secret meeting it was or what kind of secret society. You know, was it a, I don't know, did they set up a bowling league? Hmm. Was it a moose lodge? Probably. I don't know. Was it something that, you know, they got together and they discussed how to make, uh, how to make like difficult for Donald Trump after the election? I don't know. Um, just really bizarre, though. Really very bizarre. This, uh, these two counterintelligence uh, FBI, well, one of his is a counterintelligence agent, Peter Strzok, and then senior FBI lawyer Lisa Page, uh, apparently were part of this secret society. Obviously, both anti-Trump people. Uh, and so that's why it's important to find all of these texts between them that that have gone missing. 50,000 of them. I mean, how many was that per hour? Somebody figured that out recently because it was 50,000 within a five-month period of time. Isn't that what it was? I'm going to have to get the calculator out. I think the way I worked it out was uh, 300 a day. 300 texts between the two a day? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, that was my uh, simple math yesterday because if you did it was five months, so it was ten thousand a month, right? Yeah. yeah. So then you do about uh, roughly uh, twenty five hundred a week, and then <laughs> divide by seven. You know that's three hundred fifty seven uh-huh. a day. Okay, three fifty seven a day divided by twenty four hours. Oh wait, you got to sleep a little bit, right? Yeah. So let's just say so during waking hours is more than that. So nineteen <clears throat> about twenty texts an hour. Yeah. I mean, who has time for that? Yeah. Is that all you're doing in life? Is texting some other person? That's it's incredible. Yeah. And you know, a lot of those texts are probably meaningless to 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 the rest of us. It's you know, there could be pillow talk, they could just be finding out what they're doing or having for dinner or where they're going to go or you know, but they there might be some nefarious tweets in there that uh, that might shed some light on exactly what was going on with the FBI. Uh, so it'll be interesting to find out. Uh, Congress is is uh, they seem pretty intent on finding out exactly what the deal is. And uh, Trey Gowdy is on the case and was 
talking about it. Well, we need to know a couple of things. Number one, we need to know how the world's premier law enforcement agency managed to lose five months worth of text. And, and what's right. also troubling is in the text we do have, they're discussing mm -hmm. how to avoid text being captured and secured. So mm. what's missing is important, but, but also what's there is important. It is manifest bias, not just against Trump, but against his kids, against his business interests. There's a text where they hope the Trump hotel fails. That is a level of bias that you rarely see and you never see from law enforcement officers. What's also troubling to me is this text that Johnny Radcliffe found last night about this secret society. Now, I have no clue what that means because that was not the phraseology I used, but it's the day after the election and it's the same two people that were discussing a little bit later in the text, the damage they had done with the Clinton inv investigation and how they could, quote, fix it and make it right. <laughs> that is a level of bias that is stunning uh, among law enforcement officers. Congressman Ron Johnson, and I know, I know you had a chance to, to, to see and hear uh, what just came out of this radio interview with a, a local radio station. He read off one of the text messages that he says that he has uncovered. Uh, between, between the two FBI agents, and we don't have an exact verbate, but we do know what he read off that he found, and that is, struck, typing, quote, you and I both know the odds are nothing. If I thought it was likely, I'd be there, no question. I hesitate in part because my gut sense and concern is there's no big there, there. What does that tell you? Uh, it tells me two things. Number one, actually, it tells me three things. Kudos to Senator Johnson for, for getting this information. Secondarily, it tells me that one of the lead counterintelligence agents in the country doesn't think there's anything there there. But, Sandra, what really disappoints me the most is he has no interest in participating in an investigation that might clear Donald Trump. His only mm. interest is if there's, quote, something there so he can then fix what he did with the Hillary Clinton email investigation. I don't know. A cop. I don't know a cop that is not equally interested in clearing the innocent as they are uh, uh, getting the bad guys. So for him to only be interested if there's, quote, something there where he can get the president uh, is stunning for an FBI agent to admit. Can you weigh in on the timing of that tweet that Ron Johnson read off? It, it, the text is from May 19th, 2017. This is two days, Congressman, after Robert Mueller was appointed special counsel. Yeah, it's not good. And it's also uh, in that same time period where we're missing five months worth of text. So God only knows what else was said. Yeah, that's a really important time period. Sessions has recused himself. Bob Mueller is is coming on board. And I happen to like him. Um, I respect him. I think he's going to do a good job. But if he's picking guys like Peter Strzok and Lisa Page to be on his team and they're only interested in being on the team if they can, quote, get the president, they have no interest in clearing him, then he had some hiring failures of epic proportion. Sure did. The guy's a, a registered Republican. Mueller is a registered Republican. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect there to be a huge bias against Trump. But he definitely had people on the team who uh, had that... Uh, intense hatred for him to the point where they didn't want his businesses to succeed. Very strange. The The hatred on the left uh, for Donald Trump is at a, a pretty amazing level. Now, a year ago, uh, President Trump's newly sworn in national security advisor, Michael Flynn, met in his 
met privately in his West Wing office with FBI investigators interested in his communications with Russia's ambassador without a lawyer or knowledge of the president and other top White House officials. Uh, Flynn's FBI interview set in motion an extraordinary sequence of events unparalleled for the first year of a U.S. presidency. He was fired as national security advisor after 24 days on the job. The acting attorney general was fired 10 days after the president took office. The FBI director was allegedly pressured by the president to let go of an investigation into Flynn and then eventually fired himself. Uh, The attorney general recused himself from a federal investigation into Russia's meddling in the 2016 election, uh, possible collusion with the sitting president's campaign. Uh, None of that. As as Strzok and Lisa Page believed, there's there's no collusion with Russia. Not not I I've never believed uh, that there was any kind of collusion with uh, with Russia and Donald Trump, which is interesting because uh, in the comments section uh, from something we talked about yesterday, one of the comments was that. Uh, remember how Glenn and Pat were so sure of Russian collusion with Donald Trump. That was never the case. In fact, from the very beginning, we never once said we were so sure. In fact, the opposite. Neither Glenn nor I ever said that we believed there was Russian collusion with Donald Trump. <laughs> Not ever. But there were some um, some other interesting comments that came up of the Stormy Daniels discussion that we had yesterday. Um, I, I rarely read the comments section because, uh, you know, it's, it's not usually nice. It's not usually polite. No. no it's like, you know, no one ever um, goes up to ask for the manager uh, to say something Nice about the food. Kind, yes. Hey, that was really a delicious meal. Thank you very much. You didn't know that. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, it doesn't normally happen, <laughs> does it? And uh, such is the such is uh, the case uh, on on the Blaze comment section too. Uh, oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Under the uh, evangelical story, where we were talking about um, why the evangelicals don't care about any you know potential potential uh, moral problems with the president. I had this. Okay. Pat Gray has turned into the Susan Wright of the blaze, unhinged, completely off base and irrelevant, but still yapping. The Susan Wright? The, oh, yeah, you know that. The woman from Houston, <laughs> Texas, who stabbed her husband 193 times? <laughs> that's, that's the only Susan Wright, and then, right? And then buried him in the backyard? Yeah, that's you. That's Susan Wright? Yeah, that's Is that you. what I've turned into? Oh, that's totally you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's you in a nutshell, quite frankly. I, I mean, Susan Wright. I know, no. Yeah, the comparison is, it's that's uncanny. That's an interesting, it's an unca- mm-hmm. uncanny, I think you're right. It's uncanny, the comparison between me and a woman who stabbed her husband 193 times, cut him up, and buried him in the backyard. Um, just like her. I'm just like her. So, uh, that's fun. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean that's what came to mind. I'm glad somebody put you know pen to paper and finally got that out there because I was just sitting here alone. Were thought, you thinking it the whole yeah, time? Thinking, like, yeah, it's just I've you. known you since 2001, and that's and you've been and thinking it I've the whole think, time, right? Been thinking, yeah, you know who he is. Even before there was a Susan Wright, <laughs> Susan Wright. Thinking, you know what? This guy could easily just come unhinged, just snap stab someone. 
193 Bar- times, maybe 200. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I uh, <laughs> that's why I pack heat down here below the desk and you're just unaware. It's just Velcroed right under here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just smart. Shoot, I, I just mean, told that's you. That's just... I'm going to have to move it now. Uh, 888-900-3393. Um, so that's, I mean, that's that's me. You know, unhinged, like Susan Wright, likely to stab somebody 193 times and bury him in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, triple I'm going to have HR sit in here for the remainder of the program, if you don't mind. Just, I think you, should probably, you probably should. As a neutral observer for of your the own protection. Okay. Glenn and Tanya started real estate agents I trust years ago because they were really frustrated trying to sell the home they had in Connecticut, and it was just a terrible experience. They couldn't get it sold, and it took a really long time, and they had to get out from under it. Um, and so they were using people that they knew and, and friends and they weren't doing a good job. And so it just got awkward for everybody. And so they wanted to fix that experience for others. They didn't want others to have to go through that same thing because when you're selling a home, that's like, that's one of the biggest things you can do in your life, either buying or selling the, the largest investment you'll ever have will be your home. Chances are. And so you want it to be a good experience. So Glenn and Tanya started Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's a network of over 1,200 agents all over America, and they are rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. They look into their experience and their marketing plans and the character they have. What kind of results do they get for their clients? Those are the barometers they use. And then this very important one. Are they fans of the show? Do they have the same values? And the answer to that is yes. So if you are looking to sell your house fast and for the most money, or if you want to buy a beautiful new home, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust, and you'll be introduced to the best agent in your town, bar none. Let our agents earn your business. You're going to be really glad you did. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the blaze radio network all right uh leon wolf from the blaze writes that maybe we didn't have the the correct susan wright in mind no yeah he seems to think that the susan wright that was that i was being compared to isn't the one who stabbed her husband in 90 193 times Uh and buried him in the backyard okay leon seems to think it's a reference to a somewhat prominent conservative writer that i've never heard of who is rabidly anti-Trump? Does that that sounds perhaps like a little more of what they were thinking? Maybe, uh, maybe she writes at Red maybe. State and uh, Eric Erickson's cite the resurgent. So, rabidly anti-Trump. So not not the not, spouse not, murdering stabber not, lady. No, from 2003 in I don't Houston. Know. I'm I'm torn. I I don't know that I can. I yeah, am sorry, I, Leon. I am not totally convinced. <laughs> I mean that that's the comparison. I'll think about it. Maybe. Because there was uh, a lot of great comments about it. Uh, People, I think, really appreciated the question about why nothing Trump does matters. 
Uh, and we, we also had uh, this particular post. Hey, Pat, don't forget that the person that signs the front of your paycheck was a womanizing drunken cocaine user. Why not talk about that? Hello, Al. Uh, like he hasn't talked about that? Like Glenn Beck hasn't talked about that? Ad nauseum since it happened? I thought he was talking about... He hasn't repented of it and changed? I mean... That's just asinine. So are we sure the commenter isn't talking about Mike and HR? Because that's a little disturbing (laughs) now that I know this. No, Mike. Uh, First of all, Glenn was not womanizing. Please. That's, I mean, let's get that out there right now. He was not a womanizer. I'm glad you addressed that because when you were reading that, I thought, Uh, wait, there's... Drunken cocaine user, maybe, (laughs) but womanizer? Uh No. No. Uh Uh-uh. Have you seen Glenn? (laughs) Sorry. Continue. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't forgotten that. Uh, Glenn has pretty well cleared that air uh, and repented of those things, which is one of the things we've talked about on the Donald Trump scene, that he doesn't even believe in repentance. He's said it multiple times, doesn't believe in it. He doesn't need to. So, uh, pretty different. Uh, big, big, big difference. Besides, you've never seen who signs, signs the front of my check anyway. I don't even know that it's Glenn, is it? Yeah, it's Mike and HR, a womanizing right. drunk <laughs> drug addict, <laughs> obviously. 888 <laughs> Timothy in New Mexico. Hi, you're on the blaze. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to, you know, I kind of look at this from the other side where I feel like the leaders of this church have let us down and, and uh, you know, they... <clears throat> They put Trump in there. They helped put Trump in there, and then they don't question him at all. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, you know they excuse everything. Well, it it and, looks bad for them. I you know because it looks like as long as as long as you do what they want you to do politically, they don't care what you do in your moral life, and that's a really bad thing to. Uh, project, I think. I, I mean, it, it, it makes you look like a hypocrite, right? And it really, it really does. And, and you know, it's, it shouldn't be a surprise because the Bible says in the end days that even the elect will be deceived. Yes, it does. Yeah. But, and, uh, you know, it's definitely true today. And, and man, you know, some of them, you know, Eric McTaxes and and Jeffries, if, if you say anything about Trump, they just they come unhinged, you know. Yeah. Yep. And, you got to... I, you know, and I too, like you guys, you know, I see a lot of the the, the good he's done for the country, but sure. at what cost? Yeah. And, and you know, Cruz could have done all those same things and, and held the moral fiber. Well, that was kind of my thought in the beginning, uh, but that was rejected by most Republicans, I think we see. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Timothy. I mean, that's... That's kind of where I've been on it. You know, there was a there was a really good lineup of candidates to choose from, and uh, I just thought there was a better option than than what we chose. And there were many, in my opinion. No, there were quite a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked about seven or eight of them, and uh, so that's not who we chose, though. And I, and I will say again, for the millionth time, yeah. he's been an amazing surprise. Yes. The first year was an amazing surprise. He did some things that I would have never thought he would do. And so I, I don't want to continually bash him. I don't, I don't want to. <clears throat> and I think uh, 
you know, when he does good things, we'll talk about that. But when there are questions, I think you still have to ask him to be consistent, don't you? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Otherwise, you you run into uh, sounding like this from Tony Perkins of the the Family Council. The evangelicals did not vote for Donald Trump based on his moral qualifications, but based upon what he said he was going to do and 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 who he was surrounding himself with. We kind of gave him, all right, you, you, you get a mulligan. You get a, you get a do over here. You, you can start a mulligan for 70 years of his life. <laughs> hey, the, the guy committed. He's, this is what he's committed to. Right. And as long as he commits to that and continues on that, he will have the support of evangelicals. Wow. That's an amazing statement. So as long as he does what they want him to politically, yeah. it doesn't matter what else he does. We don't care. We don't care. It's their turn to have a guy like that in office. That's interesting to me. That's it. It's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, and Frank, Franklin Graham was asked about it as well uh, by Don Lemon on CNN. Why do you think evangelicals were so willing to call out, say, Bill Clinton's behavior, but not President Trump's? Uh, I think that's a, a very good question, Don, and, and I appreciate that. Uh, the, the difference is, is, is what uh, happened with Bill Clinton. He did this while he was in office. And, and that's the difference. And what Kennedy did, uh, the affairs he had was while he was in office. Uh, the affairs that uh, Johnson had were while he was in office. Uh, these alleged affairs, uh, they're alleged with uh, Trump, didn't happen while he's in office. This, this happened uh, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 years ago. And so uh, I think that there's a big difference. And not that we, we give anybody a pass, but I, we have to look at the timeline. And that was before he was in office. And I think uh, the president has changed quite a bit in the last 11 years. At least uh, I have seen that. Well, well, let's say that. I think there's a maturing of of the president. (laughs) I like that word, maturing. It sounds so mature to say it like that. Yeah, it does. I mean, you... It's it's somewhat reasonable to say, okay, it, it didn't happen while he was in office. Okay, that's a legitimate point. That's legitimate. Um, although we did care about Jennifer Flowers, mm. at least I did, when it came to Bill Clinton, and that happened before he was in office. Uh, I didn't think he should have been elected in the first place because he was a man of really questionable character from the beginning. And everybody knew it. Everybody, All that stuff came out before Bill Clinton was elected, and he was elected anyway, and we were disgusted by that. Okay, but it happened uh, long before he was in office, and maybe he's changed. Now, but to say that he's matured, I mean, come on now. He's not matured. Just look at his Twitter feed. (laughs) You can tell. He may have changed, but I don't know if he's matured. Um, I'm sorry. The word is matured. matured. Uh, 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Also, uh, the NFL getting a little flack because... um, they have now rejected an ad from a veterans group that asked players to stand for the national anthem. We'll get into that uh, coming up in a little while. Lonnie in West Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat, love your show. Hey, uh, Thank you. regular Americans like myself, you know, I liked Cruz in the beginning, thought mm-hmm. he would be a good guy. He, 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 we're tired of getting our teeth kicked in by the left. Yeah, I know. They do anything they want. They say anything they want. They treat people any any way they want, and they win. 
So we don't care what Trump does. I, the nastier Trump is, the more I like him. I'm sorry. <laughs> the nastier he is, the more I like him because he's now playing ball the way they play ball, and he's winning, and he's winning big. Uh, thank you for laying it out there, Lonnie. I mean, that's really what it is, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Maybe right now. true, but he's no Susan Wright. Yeah. So I, that's. I mean, you're right, and uh, bless your heart for saying it. Just just straight out like that, because I think that's what the deal is. We are so tired of getting our teeth kicked in by the left, uh, being called racists and haters and homophobes and xenophobes and every name in the book. And here comes a guy who throws it right back in their face. And that was that was what we were looking for gave them a little taste of their own medicine so we overlooked the other stuff you know i i understand it now i do it didn't before i I think i get it now triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three pat gray the blaze radio network Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. I frankly loved our last caller. He summed it up beautifully. It took me a long time to understand that. It really did because I, I didn't I didn't comprehend the Donald Trump thing. I, I didn't watch uh, his shows. I didn't I didn't watch what was it called? I can't even remember. The what Apprentice. It, the Apprentice. I, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, you know I. I respected the the building he did, the the things that he got done in New York City and and all of that. But uh, over his career, what I remembered about Donald Trump was calling George W. Bush a a war criminal, Hmm. saying that, you know, one of the worst things that had happened in the history of the nation was what he did in Iraq. Uh, His stand on on abortion back in the day. Uh, those were the things that I remembered. And so it was difficult for me to accept him as a viable Republican candidate. So it took a long time to understand the appeal. And the appeal is just what our last caller said. He just doesn't take crap off people. He gives it right back and throws it right back in their face. And twice as hard. Yeah, and it works for him. And for some reason, he doesn't have a backlash against him uh, afterwards, like most people do. Yeah, and I think that um, the typical conservative voter has uh, or had gotten to the point by 2016. And I was thinking in my head here, going back to 1988, mm-hmm. they've had a when when they've had a Republican president, they've been basically a pushover with the left. So that is, what are we on there, 28, almost 30 years of just watching the leaders of that party try to go along to get along, try to try to be nice to the media, right. try to work with the Democrats. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, the media is not giving quarter to any Republican candidate or any Republican president, mm-hmm. and, and definitely not the Democrats on the other side of the aisle. So by the time 2016 had come around and we had just gone through eight years of getting it as bad as ever from both the president and the media, 
We're tired of it, getting our teeth kicked. It in. was ripe for a Donald Trump, and that's it, where it, we are. Yes. Yep. And he's played that role really well. Yes. He yeah. really has. Yeah. Uh, he's done what people wanted him to do, and that's defend these positions without any uh, regret, without any apology, and just full speed ahead, damn the torpedoes. And that's that is Donald Trump. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, he was a creation that came to life, and now he's the leader exactly of the free the world. Right. You know, Glenn used to say uh, all the time, after the slickness of Barack Obama and Mitt Romney, the next guy is going to have a gravy stain on his shirt. He's, he's going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a sloppy guy. He's, and it wasn't exactly who we imagined, because I thought maybe that was Chris Christie. Mm-hmm. Nope. It was Donald Trump. It was even more amazing. It was a lot more amazing (laughs) than Chris Christie. Uh, It was Donald Trump. And he was exactly right about that. The next guy came around, and he's not smooth. He's, in in fact, incredibly rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. And that's what appealed to people. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing right now. Archie Bunker presidency. Almost. Almost. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Bobby in Texas. Hi, welcome to the Blaze. Hi. Um, hey. you know the people the people who refuse to even entertain an idea that there might be something wrong with Donald Trump or that he's done something bad in the past, those are the same people who think that the Hillary supporters and the Obama supporters are idiots for doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. none of us are perfect. We all have a past. Some of us have more of a past than others. And you know what? They just need to entertain the idea that Donald Trump is not the second Jesus coming. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. Yeah, that's... You know, he may be politically, you know, your last caller had said that, yes, we were tired of getting kicked in the teeth because the Democrats fight dirty. Yeah. But do we really want to get down in the mud with everybody else and fight just as dirty? Well, I don't I... know. Do, I don't know if I want a society that's like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think for a lot of people, Bobby, they do. A, a lot of people are are fine with it because and they tr- we tried everything else and it didn't work. You know, that, but as an evangelical myself, I had a really hard time voting for Donald Trump. Yeah, I know. But what was I going to do? Sit out the election? I was like you. I was a Ted Cruz supporter, and I was so mad because the Texas primary got pushed back because of the lawsuits with the. Um, the voting districts pushed right. our primary back. We weren't able to vote in March, and I think if Texas had been able to vote in March like we were supposed to, would've I think helped. Ted Cruz would have stood a better chance. Yeah, I think so too. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Bobby. Yeah. And and he was such a great candidate, but nobody appreciated him because he wasn't. He didn't have that that go get them attitude like uh, Trump does. And while I was ranting, and while we've been talking about why the right loves Trump, I mean, I completely, my brain completely blocked Hillary out of the equation, but petty Steve Cannon tweets to you uh, at Pat Unleashed. Let's be honest, evangelicals didn't vote for Trump on his moral background. They chose Trump because of Hillary's immoral background. Yeah. Not saying it's justified on a moral basis, just calling balls and strikes here. Yep. Yeah. Trudy in New Jersey, welcome to The Blaze. Hi. Hi. I I just want to say that Trump is just a, a typical normal guy. He's not. He wasn't into politics. Whatever he was doing on the street corner or whatever was quite unnatural for guys. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It was natural. When you're in politics, you got to behave yourself. And mm-hmm. Clinton did a hell of a lot more. 
than Trump ever did. And Trump wasn't in politics. So you know what? Go, Trump. We all love you. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Trudy. Appreciate it. Uh, that's sentiment, right? There's that sentiment. You know how you could sum up the presidency of Donald Trump? Um, I think his attitude is that it's guillotine time. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. he's just, he takes no prisoners, man. It's, uh, yeah. He, uh, anyway, I just, here yeah. we are, America. Yay. But you know what? He is amazing us. Uh, like you, like you've been saying with some of the stuff he's accomplished, it's just not pretty. Yeah. It's just not, it's like, how do you make the sausage? <laughs> just do it. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Mike in Indiana. Welcome to the blaze. Yeah. Um, barring Job in the Bible. How many of those men that God picked, like Saul, who was the greatest killer of Christians in the world, he picked him to become Paul, who wrote the New Testament. So God has chosen Trump, whether you believe it or not, but this is God's country. America and Israel is God's country. So this is God's chosen country, and Mm -hmm. he picked Trump to defend Mm -hmm. it. So Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I believe that, uh, but uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. I mean, we chose him. We we have our agency, right? The people chose him. The people chose Barack Obama. Did God choose Barack Obama? No, I don't think so. I don't think he chose a Marxist to run uh, his his chosen land. Other than Israel, the the new Israel, I, I no way. Uh, sometimes we make mistakes, and and the, God lets it happen. Right, well, because we—he's not a marionette. We're—we're we're not. He doesn't just control everything we do. That would take away our agency. So we can absolutely put people at the head of this government that don't belong there. At least that's what I believe. Uh, your belief may differ, depending on how you drive your car or uh, get your religion. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Frankie in New Jersey, welcome to the Blaze. Hey, Pat, how are you doing today? Doing good. All right, listen, the reason why I'm calling you is because you got to remember, mm-hmm. Donald Trump comes from Queens. Yeah. He doesn't come from an office in the White House. True. Or Congress or anywhere like that. Yeah. He comes from Queens. Yes. So Donald Trump is going to give you what he's got. And <laughs> this is what he's got. He has an attitude, right? Yes. He yes. has... The only way to get his message across is through Twitter right now. He can't be at the podium all the time telling you how he feels about people talking bad about him. So Mm -hmm. he comes from Queens. When he comes from Queens, he's going to give you what he got from the street. (laughs) And you like that. He's he's sticking up for himself. Right. Right. He's sticking up for himself, and he won't let anybody get by without him saying something else to them. Yeah. Exactly. And if they don't like it, so be it. Uh, I mean, clearly that that is his that is his mo, right? And that that is his philosophy. If you don't like it, tough. And the way governed. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Frankie. PJ in Florida. Welcome to the Blaze. Hello, Pat. How you doing today? Doing uh, good. Uh, I, uh, listen, I I work for a large metropolitan police department. And I was a command staff officer. And what's going on with the FBI instructing these people? Mm-hmm. It's no more than, um, God, ingratiating yourself with the people in power. 
two things. One, Strzok probably is a little on the conservative side because most cops are. They go into it thinking, you know, I'm going to do good and do, and do the right thing. And he's having an affair with a woman who's an attorney that's most likely a little on the liberal side. And a lot of the stuff I bet you he's saying is to impress her. I've seen it happen a thousand really? times with guys. That, yeah, they get into these affairs, mm-hmm. and right away they, you know, they try to impress the other woman for reasons that are quite obvious. And that, <laughs> that's number one. Number two, most people who are in this in those positions, they're looking to gain power. They're looking to ingratiate themselves with those people who are in power. And I, I've seen it happen up where where I worked, where the civilian authorities who oversee you, you'll do anything they ask just to get that power, to get the next promotion, to move up the ladder. And I think that's what's happening with these people. They saw a chance with Hillary winning that if we ingratiate her, ourselves with her and, and, and the people that are in power, I'll, I'll keep my job, I'll move up, and maybe one day I'll be one of the, you know, maybe I'll be director one day. That's how they look at it. You have to understand that mindset. Uh, you know, most police departments, the guys are great guys out in the street and work hard. It's the command people that are appointed by the politicians that give them their jobs. Okay, mm-hmm. chiefs of police, you hear them all the time talk about, uh, you know, uh, gun control and stuff like that because they're, they're, they're forced to say those things because they work for these liberal politicians in big cities. So you have to understand that. It's, it, there's two different, two different uh, levels within police agencies. You have the command people that are very political, and then you have the rank-and-file guys that do the job and work real hard. And that's what mm-hmm. this is with the FBI. It's so obvious to me, uh, and nobody's bringing it up, nobody's talking about it. That's, that's basically what this is. You know, they, they, they have a little animus for Trump, but boy, I'm telling you, I've seen this happen a thousand times. When guys, they, they'll sell their soul to the devil to get a promotion. Or to get a woman. Uh, yeah, yep, you're right. I didn't <laughs> want to use that term. I was thinking about something about pants and getting into, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. All you right. know, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll give you guys a little side. A little side. I've been watching you guys forever. I was in Dallas with you. And, you know, between Glenn and listening to you guys, I've found a lot of good things in my life. Uh, I'm, I'm serious. Oh, well, uh, my that's wife great. And I Thank you. Become, uh, really, yeah, we found God in Christianity. And, and uh, I have to, I give a lot of thanks to you guys. I really do. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, PJ. Uh, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. Got to tell you about CosmoHurtsKids.com. They're on a mission. And uh, the founder of this mission is Victoria Hurst. Her family's company, the Hearst Corporation, publishes Cosmopolitan magazine, so it might seem kind of strange. She's actually uh, not trying to censor, uh, not trying to take away the free speech of Cosmopolitan magazine. She's not trying to run it out of business. Her family's corporation runs the magazine, in fact. Uh, So all she is looking for is for the state's material harmful to minor laws to be applied to Cosmopolitan magazine so you can't sell it to kids under 18. It contains all kinds of despicable articles and photos and things you don't want kids under 18 to be able to have access to. So if you believe that's reasonable, as I do, then visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Again, not trying to take away their free speech, not trying to censor it, not trying to put it out of business, just don't want it sold to kids under 18. Uh, Victoria believes, and I believe, that... Children under 18 should be protected from pornography. So if you would like to take that stand as well, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. 
This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, some tweets at Pat Unleashed from Trav. Hey Pat, can you rename the show Pat Unhinged? Oh, I like the sound of that. I like that. Yeah, because I <clears throat> was described as unhinged uh, on the Blaze last night. Uh, like Susan Wright, who we thought when yeah. they were talking about the murderess uh, from Houston. Who stabbed her husband 193 times. We thought because that's who you are. Yeah. Well, but then, uh, but then Leon Wolf said, no, it's probably the Susan Wright from Red State. And somebody else has mentioned that too. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. apparently she's a never Trumper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Texas Lori D. If anything, Pat Unleashed is the B. Arthur of the Blaze staff. Tall and scary sounding. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Eating it up (laughs) says 20 texts per hour. Where was Struck's wife? Are they still married? I think they are. Yeah. Strangely. 1994, they got married. So the guy was married while he's texting this other woman at the FBI 50,000 times in five months. That is unbelievable. That might might be a record only held by teenage girls otherwise. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And for Mike matured has franklin graham seen some of trump's tweets i don't think the word matured means what graham thinks it means yes to use uh to borrow a phrase from princess bride you keep using that word i don't think it means what you think it means triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh let's go to tanya in iowa you're on the blaze hi Hi, I just talked to you a few weeks ago. I was the one who said I was kind of disappointed in your tone with Trump and his policies and kind of give me a hard time about how you're kind of, uh, you know, maybe saying that you're kind of pleased with what he was doing. And the whole Stormy Daniels thing kind of concrete kind of solidifies my uh, comment because these policies that Trump is implementing that you're happy about and conservatives are happy about, Mm -hmm. they don't follow from who he really is. I don't think they are authentic. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's hard for me to celebrate. You know, I don't think Trump his whole life, it it doesn't marriage. He doesn't take marriage to heart. He doesn't take uh, the right to life to heart. He doesn't take God's forgiveness to heart. And I feel like even though there are positive policies in a general sense, Mm -hmm. they're not authentic in that bothers me i can't get on board with that and i'm so disappointed in franklin graham i'm a i mean i'm a practicing catholic but i love billy graham and i just i just wonder what he's thinking about <laughs> yeah franklin <laughs> franklin graham is not billy graham um, I know. yeah there's i mean there's no comparison between those two Mm-mm. as far as i'm concerned uh yeah, and it's it, and it's it's fascinating to listen to these guys like tony perkins and franklin graham discuss uh trump uh because they're not making any sense, and they're sounding like absolute hypocrites. It's it's sad. It's it's sad to me. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Tanya. Uh, I can understand what you're saying because uh, I've you know all through the campaign that's where I was, 
And then when he was elected, we were we were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But, um, you know, uh, I still think, as you do, that he doesn't really have a moral center, necessarily. I don't know what it is if he has it. What does he, you know, truly believe in? Yeah, I don't know. I think her point I don't know. was perfect. Yeah. It's the last... Per- and it may very well be the last person to get into his ear that, uh, that that's the policy he goes with. But so far, it's... You know what? It's... Yeah. It's, it's, it's worked out <laughs> it's fairly well. It's kind of worked out okay. Yeah. Uh, look, who's, uh, look who's on the board there. Susan <clears throat> Wright from Red State. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it apparently isn't the Susan Wright from Houston... Well, who maybe. stabbed her husband 193 times. It could be, it could times. be the lady in prison calling using her one phone call for the week to call Pat Gray unhinged. Well, let's see. Uh, Susan, welcome to the blaze. Hi. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just right off the top, right off the top, please. I- I've never even been to Texas. I- I'm in North Carolina, and I've never murdered anybody. Okay, good. <laughs> I- I now, I- to be fair... Huh? I've pr- I've never murdered anybody, though I have been accused of, and, and I don't doubt it, of severely harming the feelings of some of the more dedicated branch Trumpetian court members. But I've never <laughs> murdered anybody. Okay, that's good to hear. So you yes. just are a never never Trump type of person, <sighs> right? No, no. You no? know what? I, I think that's I think that's a little unfair. Well, I, I get where people get it from because I I'm. I'm very harsh um, sometimes. Yeah. But I wouldn't say never Trump. I can't be never Trump. I was just there. So, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I need to see him do good. We all need to see him do well. It's just that I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for Hillary either. Right. A, non, a non-vote for Trump is not automatically a Trump for Hillary. I didn't vote for either of them. You know, I chose that I'm, I'm, I just came, you yeah. know, because he is abhorrent to my sensibilities. Both of them were, so, you right. know, I was just out of it. But yeah. I yeah. want to see him do well. I, I, I do give him props when he, he does something that, that I agree with or I see it's beneficial for us. And there have been some good things, mm-hmm. but from a moral standpoint, and that's where, you know, most of most of my opinions and most of my writing about him is based from a moral standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't I don't expect any long term good to so, come out of it because I don't see good coming from any moral man. So what are your thoughts on all of these evangelicals that are making excuses for him? The Tony Perkins yeah. and Franklin Grahams uh-huh. of the world. Yeah, I actually um, addressed Tony Perkins' Mulligan um, statement yesterday, and then I, I talked about Franklin Graham today at the top of the day. Um, I think they're harming their witness to the world. They're, they really are. Mm-hmm. They are harming their witness to the world because we're not called to be um, defending any one party, and I'm not saying that evangelicals need to completely stay out of politics, don't vote, don't anything. But if if you're stepping forward and you've got a big platform and you're using that platform to defend somebody that is is so divisive and does things that are so apart from what is godly and moral. Uh-huh. Then the world that doesn't know any better, the world that is looking at you, and they're, if they're not seeing a difference or a light in you, what is it about you that should draw them to you? 
What is it about what you're doing with your witness should make them say, I want something better, I want something more? What are you offering? No, you're up there making excuses for adultery, for abusive language, things like that. You mm-hmm. can't. Yeah. You can't you can't do that and still maintain your witness in the world. You know, the world needs to see us be different, needs to see us be welcoming. And I agree with that's that. not what's happening. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Susan. Thanks for calling in. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So I'm pretty convinced then it's uh they didn't mean the Susan Wright who stabbed her husband 193 times. I think it was that, Susan Wright. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> I've seen that look in your eye. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a sec. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Larry Nasser, the abuser of 150 or so gymnasts over his career, just got 175 years in prison. He's been sentenced to 175 years. So uh, he's, he's going to be somewhat aged, what, mid-200s by the time he gets out in there somewhere? Mid to late two hundreds. Well, he yeah, yeah. look if he if he's like Jeffy, then mm-hmm. he'll still be around. Right. Well, we'll see if he lasts like you know like cockroaches do. <laughs> um, perhaps he'll uh, he'll be there to to get out at two hundred and you know thirty eight or something ish. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're also uh, we've been talking about what we discussed a little bit yesterday. And that is the evangelical response to the Stormy Daniels situation. And no, we don't even know for sure if the Stormy Daniels thing happened. Um, but my question yesterday was, if it happened, does it matter? Does it matter to people? Do morals matter to the right anymore? Do, does any of that matter? And, and I think for a lot of people, the answer is kind of no. It doesn't matter. And I think that, and that includes... Apparently, people like Franklin Graham and and Tony Perkins, who just ignore a lot of these things. Yeah, and if you're one of those two gentlemen or someone uh, on the evangelical right, why wouldn't you just play it safe and just say, look, let's just wait till the facts come out. Yeah, you know, that, just lay low, and that's man. fine. Yeah, that's totally reasonable. <laughs> you could say, well, let's see if he actually did this. And it is it is legitimate that, okay, it was 10 years ago. Um, and if he hasn't, you know, maybe he hasn't conducted himself in that way in the last 10 or 12 years, that'd be great. Um, I, but you can't just say <laughs> nothing he has ever done in his life mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah, they were very quick to, to defend him. I mean, very quick. Just, I, and they always are. That's just they always are. Odd. They were during the, you know, when they had a whole group of people from which to choose, you know, the Ted Cruz's and the, and the Marco Rubios, Rand Paul, uh, Bobby Jindal. You had it's really good guys with moral fiber. And from the beginning, 
They all jumped on the Trump bandwagon. It was very strange. And more than just those two guys. It was... It was a lot more than them. Yeah. I mean, it was like... It's almost everybody. The, it was the norm. It was almost everybody. Because they, they just gravitated toward the guy they, I guess, thought they could win. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh with your thoughts. Also, <laughs> we're going to talk about this book Alex Jones is shopping around. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's uh, It's quite amazing. And I think I think you'll really want to read it uh, when it does come out. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping there's an audio book mm-hmm. that features plenty <clears throat> of fodder for the program. Yeah, oh yeah. There, <laughs> I, I hope so too. I'll pre-order that thing. And the NFL has rejected an ad from a veterans group, um, the, uh, an ad that asked them to please stand for the anthem. Um, they they said it's it's just too political. Yeah, like the NFL is not ever political. <laughs> this whole protest has been political. What are you talking about? That's the very nature of the kneeling during the anthem. It's political. But they've uh, rejected the AMVETS group that simply says, please stand and ask for a $20 donation to help those who have uh, served in the military. NFL said no to that. Boy, they're making some serious mistakes, I think. Just some serious, serious mistakes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Steven in South Carolina, you're on the blaze. Yeah, I think I've got a <laughs> so I'm in sales and there's a there's a saying in sales that uh sales solves all problems. And I think that's what we've bought into with President Trump. Uh I find myself, you know, I, I'm I would very much agree with you and Glenn and everybody. I was a Ted Cruz guy through and through, very, very hesitant, although I did cast my vote for President Trump, very hesitant to do that. Um, and I've been very happy with the things that he's done, most of them. Yeah. So I even find myself, I have to correct myself and, get, and stop myself from jumping on his side. <laughs> but I, but I think we have to be conscious about doing that, right? I mean, we yes. have to we have to stop ourselves. Sales, I hate that saying in sales because I go out and I work my tail off even if I'm doing good, Adam, and I keep on and on because it doesn't solve all the problems. You should still do your job right and be be good and upstanding and and uh, do what's right. Well, I I just and I find myself jumping on that bandwagon but i've got to correct myself and bring it back draw it back in you know yeah yep and it, but i mean but that's that's the challenge for us and as long as you're doing that and checking yourself on a regular basis i think that's a really healthy thing appreciate it thanks a lot Stephen. Right. um but a lot of us aren't doing that i think we just kind of thrown all that aside and uh we've just kind of caved in to what the democrats uh theory was Hey, it doesn't matter what his character is. He's doing what we want him to do. Mark in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Yeah, how you doing? Hey. Uh, I've been watching the show intermittently, and I hear a lot of people that consider themselves to be Christians, uh, you know, going after Trump's character. My thing is this. I'm 61. I'm prior service, and I consider myself Christian. But I learned a long time ago from people smarter than me about criticism, and it's don't criticize unless you have a better solution. And my thing is, after the primaries, we had Hillary, 
mm-hmm. and we had Trump. So I'd like to hear your solution if it's not Trump. I mean, he's the president. And what he's done all this time is is impressive to me. I'd like your response. Well, we, we've said that, uh, I think, for the last year, that the policies he has uh, put forward have been pretty good. And we've been surprised, pleasantly surprised by them. And when it came down to that choice, um, you know, there was a lot of people, people like you, Mark, who said it was a binary choice. I never believed that. Uh, I voted a third party. I, I didn't vote for Trump um, because I, I reject the the notion that it was either one of one of the two of them. It's not. I, I'm going to vote for the person I think best represents my values. Uh, so I, I reject that theory from the beginning. Um. But now that he's in office, yeah, there's no alternative. But that doesn't mean you have to agree with everything he says, everything he does, everything that comes out. You don't have to. I mean, the guy's immune to criticism now because he's president. Well, no. I mean, we have to remind ourselves that we hopefully still have some values and principles here. That's all I'm saying is, can we remember the fact that supposedly... We're the party, we're the the right, we're the ones that had the moral high ground, we're the ones who are pro-life, we're the ones who are fighting for moral fiber, we're the ones who hold up the Constitution and said and, and say, John Adams said that this Constitution is only adequate for a moral people. It's wholly inadequate for any other kind of people. Can we remember that? Uh, and... I, I I don't think it's a bad thing to try to keep that in mind to try to remember who we are and uh, what's important to us. Appreciate the call. Uh, Beth in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hey, I didn't vote for him either. And I have to admit, I have been pleasantly surprised over his what he has done. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, when people walk in there, they don't automatically just get him to uh, change from one point of view to another. He's, he stood a lot more solid than I ever thought he would. Yeah. But what you all are talking about, the moral stuff, yes, it does matter. Uh, I've been married for nearly 30 years, and there's nothing more important than my husband and, and what I feel for him. And I would never in a million years uh, you know, cheat on him or do anything like that. And that's what we're constantly trying to talk to our 15-year-old son about is that stuff does matter. Yes, it has to matter. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy if he continues to, to, to do well. Uh, but yeah, I'm constantly watching what he's, what he's doing. And, and when he says stuff that, uh, is just highly inappropriate when some of the stuff uh, is coming up about, uh, what he may have done. Yeah. We're going to wait and see. Of course people should, no one should be jumping to any conclusions, but, uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not going to shock me too much if he's done some of this stuff and no, <laughs> it's not okay. I'm right. sorry. It's not okay. Right. And I, you know, I think that's the way it's supposed to be. I, I, I don't think we're supposed to ignore uh, everything that we've always opposed. You know, that that would be hypocritical of us. Uh, appreciate the call, thanks, Beth. Bill in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. My call. Hey, I, I am a combat veteran. Hmm? I was a I was a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne Division. My wife's a combat veteran. All three of our daughters. One military right out of high school, and one of them's a combat veteran. So, during the past eight years, 
we kind of had to just hold our tongue because President Obama was black. And all of us kind of felt that way. And we're forgetting all the bad things he did, like the apology tour. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand it when he did that. So I think that's why, at least for me and my family, we needed a tough president. Now, we're Christian. My daughters grew up in a church, and we go to church and consider ourselves to be saved by Jesus. But, you know, that doesn't you, – you kind of have to – you kind of have to look at Trump like – he is a man. He sinned, mm-hmm. and you know you you can't give a guy a pass for everything he does. But you also had to look at the alter- alternative of Clinton, and for me, that was just a no brainer. Period. At yeah, all. nobody wanted Hillary. Uh, nobody on the right, anyway, wanted Hillary. That's for sure. Uh, appreciate the call, Bill, and thank you for your service. And and your family's service. That's great. Um, but we, you know, I, I I didn't remain silent during the eight years of Barack Obama. Black or not, I we we opposed him the whole time and talked about it the whole time. And that's why, you know, I certainly wouldn't remain silent for any president that I disagree with. And, and that's the way it's supposed to be. It's, mm-hmm. it's America. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Joined by. Brad Staggs. I actually had tears in my eyes the day that uh, President Obama was inaugurated. I had tears. In my eyes. I thought this, this is it. We finally have overcome the racial inequality. I, I believed that. I had tears in my eyes too because we had just elected a Marxist president, and uh, so <laughs> yeah, you I never know. I definitely wept. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have a question for you. Would you mm-hmm. rather have in your hand a pound of earwax or? A pound of the uh, stuff that comes out of the filters over over the stove, you know, the, all that nasty, the grease and stuff that gets caught. Which one? Which would you rather have in your hand? Uh, neither. Are they Perhaps. the same? Okay, that's my point. Mm-hmm. No one wants to think about either one of those things. Mm-mm. But if you don't keep them clean, mm-hmm. if you don't deal with your ears and your stove, you're going to have problems. You could have a grease fire in your ear, or worse, <laughs> your stove couldn't hear. No, wait, switch those. Uh-huh. But the point is, take care of the problem before it starts. And that's what usewaxrx.com is all about. Do you see what I did there? I do see what do you did you there. Do you see what I did there? I think you're saying that earwax, when cooked in the right environment, can be tasty. Exactly. Yes. If you're in Australia. Australian yes. prime minister. Yeah, it's considered a delicacy over there. Especially if it, well, let's just say you don't want to do that in the United States. You want to have clean ears. You want to be able to hear what's going on around you in the world. And that's what the uh, WaxRx system is all about. Three steps. Anybody can do it. And it's refillable. Or you can take time off from work, go to the doctor, all that stuff. But I recommend usewaxrx.com. And if you use promo code radio, they will give you free standard shipping. So don't deal with the grease over your stove or the wax that's going to just, I mean, look. Get it before it gets you. Go to usewaxrx.com, promo code radio. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. After several years of disagreement and sometimes rebellion against the uh, law allowing same-sex marriages, Alabama legislature is considering a bill now that would eliminate marriage licenses and the requirement for a marriage ceremony. Current state law says probate judges may issue marriage licenses, uh, but it doesn't say they have to. It's kind of interesting, and it's it's what uh, we've kind of said for a while. Why is the government involved in it at all? Why? Uh, do you need the government to solemnize your, your marriage? No. Right? If you're a religious person, you're... you're clergy does that right i like this i do too i think this is a great idea (laughs) set that precedent some uh judges who disagreed with the u.s supreme court's ruling that legalized same-sex marriage in 2015 stopped issuing the licenses because they didn't they didn't want to have to issue them to gay couples so they don't issue them to anybody that's a i mean why not why not instead couples would just submit a form to a probate judge swearing that they're willing to get Willingly getting married, not already married, not related, and of legal age. The judge simply records the form. It eliminates the discretion of the judge to issue or not issue a license, theoretically eliminating the potential religious or moral conflict for some judges. Hmm. That's a pretty good way to go. Just get the government out of the middle of it. And what would be the legal basis to say that Alabama can't do this? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you could say they can't do this because there's nothing that says they must, apparently, in the law. They can issue the license. They don't have to. So I think that's a great way to go. 888 Been talking about um, uh, whether or not it matters whether Trump did this thing with uh, Stormy Daniels or not. Uh, he seems to be getting a pass from evangelicals, and that's strange to me, but it's it's happened for a couple of years now uh, with President Trump. Uh, he just seems to have undying support from from evangelicals, and I uh, it's been confusing to me uh, from the beginning, actually. Um, and you know, it's it's caused people to say, well. How can you be advising us on any moral issue then if nothing Trump does matters? How can that be in this day and age? Uh, 888-933-93 with your thoughts. Jeff in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Yeah, I feel like that if you have high morals, you have conviction, which brings you to action. Mm -hmm. And without conviction, you don't feel any remorse. And so you, you don't do any action and everything goes. Right, and uh, that's that's really the main comment that I w- wanted to make. Um, I had a time where I, I was uh, working with a guy, and he got up and hollered at me. He said, "Man, you're making me feel. You're making me feel guilty." And evidently, through his childhood, he just never really felt guilty about anything that he did. Wow! And he ended up being a violent offender. Mm. Yep. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Uh, actually, Trump said he he was not not guilty of anything, right? Which is why he never had to he never had to repent. Yeah, I don't know if he used the phrase guilty, but um, yeah, he was just I don't have anything to ask forgiveness for. Right. So <laughs> right. next question. <laughs> he doesn't really. In fact, he said, "Yeah, I don't 
I don't really do that kind of introspection. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that way. So, uh, Toby in Ohio, you're on the Blaze. Hi. I think that um, we should try to support Trump when he does well, as most people say, and and kind of nudge him in the other direction when we know he's getting off the reservation, such as the the absurd comment where he was talking about a clean DACA bill. And the entire conservative right said, holy, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, 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 and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, you know, we didn't, re- I didn't really, I wasn't against Barack Obama. I was against the terrible things I knew he was going to do. I was against the terrible things he did do. Yes. That it was never personal, but Democrats tend to support people. And we tend to support principles. And now you have a lot of Republicans who are supporting a person. Yes. And not supporting <laughs> principles. I don't know if I can put it any simpler than that. No, that's that's nicely put. Uh, and that's what's been so disturbing about it, Toby. That's that's what's been bothering me for, you know, the three years of the of the Trump phenomenon. And I understand people are sick and tired of being kicked around. We're being kicked where we live and we're tired of it. And we got a guy who's not going to take it anymore, which, you know, we can all relate to. But to me, you know, you don't ignore everything else. You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Appreciate the call. Rhonda in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, I think Franklin Graham's coming from a place where Trump uh, supposedly has accepted Christ um, right before he became president um, which means you repent of all your sin and you're born again. And so I think he's not trying to excuse the bad behavior, but it's it's considered before Christ behavior. And I pray that that's mm. true, but I do believe that's what's going on. I don't. I wouldn't say it. Um, bad sin and past things are excused, but they are considered before Christ. Do we know that Donald Trump? did that because i'm not aware of it know that we don't know that anyone has done it only that person and god knows really well not really because people talk about it all the time they talk about coming to god and being born again and all of those things and donald trump's never done that never done that well well, it was reported that he did it was reported (laughs) that he met with billy graham and that he did do that Hmm. it was reported okay all right well you know maybe he did uh, and he just he kept it to himself. I, I don't know, because he's never, you know, to my knowledge, he's never said he's repented. He's never said he, he's accepted Christ, to my knowledge. Um, you know, he, that's not kind of his thing, right? Uh, at least it wasn't during the, during the campaign. Um, that's part of the process, too. You're supposed to let everyone know. I realize right, that right. it could be. And immaturity on his part. Um, I pray that he does come out and say, does it. And if he hasn't done it, that he will do it. <laughs> that he will come to the Lord if he hasn't already. Yeah. Because he definitely needs God in that role. Yeah, I, I think we all do. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Rhonda. Uh, but yes, definitely the President of the United States certainly needs that guidance. No question about it. Matt, in Minnesota, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, uh, Pat. Hey. It's, uh, your, it's your favorite gay liberal again. Um, Welcome. I just want to, I just want to say that uh, be it on the right or the left, I think we need to show consistency. We need to mm-hmm. show consistency in our morals and in our values. 
So if you're evangelical, for example, and you criticize Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, then I think you have to hold Trump to the same standard. It's one of the reasons why I regretted voting for Obama the second time. Since I'm on the left, there were things that he did that I completely disagreed with, and it's one of the reasons why I never supported Hillary Clinton. And I get that you guys are going to think I'm crazy, because I think I mentioned a month or two ago I voted for Jill Stein. But it's because <laughs> it's because of my beliefs, morals, and convictions. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to stand by those. And again, it's as I mentioned, one of the reasons why I listen to you and Glenn is because you stand by your convictions and morals. And I may not agree with you, yeah. but we can respect each other and saying, oh, hey, you're calling out your own side here. Mm-hmm. And, oh, hey, you're, you're calling out my side, be it on the right or left. Yeah. And, again, it's like I can at least respect you on that, and maybe we can find some common ground in that mutual respect. Yeah, so exactly. Like I, exactly. I don't, have, I don't have a problem with the evangelicals or, or the right calling out Obama or Hillary Clinton as long as you guys call as out As long Donald as we Trump. do our own guy, too. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. yes sir. Thank you, Matt. And, and yeah, we try to be consistent with that. It's, it's not always easy to be consistent. And, you know, people get pissed when you try to hold a Republican's feet to the fire, too. But I don't see any other way. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Packer Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. I know, I know. It pisses me off. <laughs> Most of the time, what happens is, is that you know. Wait a minute. We, we let's. I'm for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Oh, Having mean, a little discussion so, about uh, so I come the, in the and Trump then, situation. I, oh, it isn't me. It isn't me. <laughs> no. That pisses me off. Oh wait, here's chewing the fat. Well, okay. <laughs> All during the Clinton years, right? It, it was character matters. Character matters. <laughs> Character matters, the and the left w- were the ones who were saying that eh, character oh, doesn't no. matter. Oh, he's, he's working. Yeah, doesn't working. Stop what are you talking from, about? He can still be a good president. What was the joke about Monica? You know what it says to me when Monica's under the desk and he's on the phone. He's busy. Okay, he's working for you and me. <laughs> I uh, I'm not sure I heard that. I did. And he, joke, and actually, I kind of agree with it. But anyway, the- I know you do. <laughs> you know you do. So but all, the, all during the 90s, that was the battle cry, right? And then, I mean, with every candidate that comes along uh, until 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 Donald, Donald Trump, Trump, character mattered to the right. And then all of a sudden, character doesn't matter one whit to the right. Not a mit, not one whit. We don't by, care at all. And, by the way, one of the problems is with some of the Donald Trump believers... Mm-hmm. Is that well uh, while uh, you say uh, character matters, character matters, but hey, you know, let's give the guy some credit. They don't hear that. 
No, right. right. All they hear is, oh, you hate Donald Trump. No, Character I matters. I, I don't hate Donald Trump. Why yeah. would I? I don't even know the guy. I mean, and I've said. That's what I heard you say, Pat Gray. <laughs> never said it. And I I think he's done some great things. <laughs> I've outlined them a million times. Absolutely. To the point where some people who liked what I was saying during the campaign yes. were pissed that I was too complimentary. Oh, now you're coming around. Right. All of a sudden. I, I, right. I got a newsflash for any um, Trump sycophants out there that may be listening. Um, you can no longer use the argument that, uh, oh, so do you want Hillary to win? Okay, she lost. He's the president. So you mm-hmm. can go back to having principles now if you would like. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I, I mean, anyway. Uh, anyway. I know. Anyway. I know. It's agonizing. Uh, some breaking news of the diagno- uh, the disgraced the longtime USA Gymnastics team doctor Larry Nasser, uh, 175 years uh, for molesting a young female gymnast. You heard some of the testimony that they had in Michigan going on. Mm-hmm. It was... 160 of his victims were just was horrific mm-hmm. but uh, the judge said uh, i just signed your death warrant and uh it's my honor and privilege to sentence you because you do not deserve to walk outside of a prison ever again mm. have a nice day and he's still got some more i mean we're still going into uh, another um case next week where he's going to be uh, sentenced some more so i mean what he's in prison forever right yeah uh, it doesn't matter. He apologized, and the judge was like, yeah, yeah uh, so, <laughs> mm. so, mm-hmm. uh, your words ring hollow, sir. But next week, in another county, uh, he's going to be sentenced again, which is probably going to be another 60 years. Wow. And he's already serving a sentence of child pornography charges. So he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a real good guy. Yeah. Uh, we got sad. Oh, man. Did we get, we got a couple. I mean, I've got some sad news here. Three stories that are just sad. Um, one, first of all, uh, Elton John, mm. uh, done touring is retiring, mm-hmm. Reti- retiring from touring. Um, his priorities have changed. Now, look, they haven't changed that much because this world tour that's coming up is still going to be about three years long. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> they haven't changed that his priorities. He says have changed, but mm. at 70, mm-hmm. how much can you change your priorities? Really? I mean, how much can you change at 70, right? Yeah. Were you able to change yours I when mean, you hit 70? No, 70s. Well, actually, at 70, you start feeling like, well, you know, maybe you ought to start making some priorities. Okay. So maybe, you know what? That's a it's good, a watershed that's moment, a good huh? thought it is, yeah. Okay. According to, uh, look, he wants to focus on his family, his children, and his husband, said Elton. Uh, look, he's, a, he's got children. I don't want to miss them. I don't want them to miss me. So after the next three <laughs> Elton after the, has children? After the next three years on tour, uh, then we'll get together. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay. It's more supposed to... Uh, I mean, this is just a push for people to come and see the shows, right? I mean, he's going to be touring forever. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Uh, there's no priority. I don't want them to miss me. Well, why don't you just stop the world tour? Take Elton? him with you. You can afford it, right? Uh, yeah, he's got two kids, Elijah 5 and Zachary 7. He's been in love with this David Furnish for quite a yeah, while. a long they've time. Been, yeah, they've been in love for quite a while. Yeah, so did they adopt or? No, no, Elton, I believe, was pregnant a couple years ago. Yes, of course they adopted. Okay. What are you talking about? Well, he <laughs> married a woman at one point. I, I don't, uh, I, I wasn't, I couldn't remember if they had any children. I don't know if they did or not. He was actually married. with you. To a woman yeah, I know. He early was, in I his believe career. at one point in his career doing a massive amounts of drugs, he was probably married to a goat. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, the kids are it's five and seven, so he has not been married to a woman within that time frame. Okay. No, he you know has not. I mean? no, no. no, that has not been. That's that been clear. David Furnish yeah. for a long time. Yeah.
Mm-hmm. Um, he's, did you get this? You know, he doesn't have an EGOT, though. I'm a little disappointed in Elton because he's got uh, five Grammys, right? a Tony, and an Oscar. No Emmy. Oh, wow. No EGOT, man. He needs to step up before he for yeah. this end of this world tour, right? Yeah. Maybe that's what he'll get if he films the if he films the tour, he gets an Emmy for that, right? Yeah, well, whatever they air and puts put it on, on TV. TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he gets the Emmy, so he gets the EGOT. 200 million albums. That's what he Over sold? Over 200 million. Yeah. Whew, man. Been going a long time. You aren't kidding. I mean, and plus he's got the Vegas, he had the Vegas deal where he just shows up and plays... I mean, Elton's made some mm. cash. Oh, yeah. Now, it's, he's famous for spending it, but he's made mm-hmm. some cash. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's probably why he's doing this final three-year tour <laughs> at 70. And he'll be 71 mm-hmm. at the end of March. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's because I know that he doesn't want to miss his children. Stop it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, very sad. Yesterday, yesterday, I was out to lunch with my wife here in Irving, Texas, and we were went by a, a mall area, you know, a strip mall place. And uh, my wife goes, "Oh, there's a Toys R Us there. I didn't know that. Neither did anyone else. Uh, Toys R Us is closing 182 stores as part of their uh, Chapter 11 process, and that is one of the stores in Irving, Texas, wow. on MacArthur Boulevard. I mean, that's... Mm. We've heard a lot of good news from uh, companies giving bonuses, but there are a lot of brick-and-mortar stores that are losing shop mm-hmm. and trying to figure out to make it a way uh, to work. And Amazon is putting a lot of those places out of business. Yep. And maybe not even Amazon, but the Internet is shutting. You know, I mean, the Toys yeah. R Us will still be a viable, a viable place and a viable destination to purchase things, just not in the mall. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, uh, another uh, sad story, uh, an end of an era uh, has come. Uh, Budweiser is now number four. The king At of what? beers. Number four? Number four in the top beers in America. They're the fourth best-selling fourth. beer? Mm. Number really? Four. Wow. Number four. They were the top seller until 2001, and now they've slipped to number four. Who's uh, number one? Bud Light. I mean, the company's oh. still doing good. Bud Light, okay, Coors Light, Miller Light, right? So the top so the three light are beers. lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are killing the lagers. So I mean, he's still number one lager mm-hmm. wise. Mm-hmm. But for as far as the top selling beer, though, eh, eh. wow. Does your list stop at four? Or does it keep going? No, it just stops at four. Why? What do you want to know? I just want to know where they're at. Like I just want to know what's what the why. List. Why these are struggling uh-huh. is because of all of the uh, handmade iconic beers that people, the millennials, yeah. split don't the care market. about Budweiser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they want to drink their foo-foo beer. Oh, we can go to a bar. Like the uh, micro brews yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. like the guy tried mm-hmm. to give that king like a honey ale, and he's like, no, no, you're yeah. going to the dungeon dilly-dilly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. That guy's yes, breaking that guy. up the market. Yeah, I got it. Mm-hmm. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. All right, so a couple of, uh, couple, of, uh, couple of videos. My favorite video this week uh, so far online on the, on the interwebs is uh, out of Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Uh-oh. And they no, uh, no, no. they arrested a, a young kid uh, in the back of a police car, and the reporter starts talking to him, and the kid starts talking to him. And obviously, he's a smart kid, so he's denying anything that he's asked of. But you can tell that he's guilty when he when they ask about his 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 when he wants to say something. And you'll see what I'm talking about, where he says, "My bad, mom." Uh-huh. You know that he's guilty with that. Out of it. Why are you running for the police, bro? Did you break into a house? Did you burglarize a house? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> no, I did not. Bro, get away from the cop, bro. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. 
We were, we were talking before you were just talking to these officers. Yeah, but I don't want to talk to you, though. Did you break into a house? No. Okay, well, why are you in custody, though? I don't know. You don't know? You have no idea why you've been arrested? No idea, I don't know. sir. <laughs> why you got hair coming out your nose? I'm just hair coming out of my nose and. <laughs> nah, I ain't breaking no house, though, man. I didn't break in the house. You didn't break in any house. What channel this is? Channel 2. Channel 2, hey, man. Channel 2, hey. Action news. Anything your mom or anything like that or anyone you know? Let's worry about it. My bad, mom. Uh huh. My bad. My bad, mom. I'll be home in a couple days. I'll be home in a couple days. My bad. You know he's guilty right there, man. I like that kid. My bad, mom. Let him go. My bad. Let that kid go. I'll be home in a couple days. Stop the persecution of that kid. Why do you got hair coming out your nose? It's really funny. Also, it was glad to finally get a feeling of. Thank you. I'm not alone. I'm not the only one who thinks this is agonizing. Hmm. The uh, Currently, for Apple, they're running a commercial where the kid is playing with the iPad and going around, drawing pictures and going, stopping, taking pictures, drawing art. And at the end of the commercial, uh, when she's in the backyard, the lady comes out and asks a question. And this is the end of the commercial right here. Hey. Hey. What you doing on your computer? What's a computer? Every time I see that commercial, I'm like, what's a computer? You little hey. Brat. What do you, hey. What do you think you're what doing? What you doing on your computer? None of your business. What's a computer? Oh, no. It's a, what do you mean none of your business? What, what's a computer? That's a computer. What do you mean what's a computer? That bothers you? Little brat. <laughs> yeah, it's a computer. Hmm. I mean, I get what they're trying to do because they're meant to, you know, mm-hmm. computers extinct and the iPad doesn't even know what the word computer means. Uh-huh. But get over yourself, iPad, because yeah. we do. Yeah. And the little kid looks like a, a little brat. And, of course, <laughs> uh, they they wrote a story and found all the tweets about people about this commercial. And some of my favorites are, I want to throw a brick at the TV when the little hipster What's a Computer commercial comes on. <laughs> I don't think I've hated a commercial more than the iPad Pro commercial where the hipster girl says, What's a computer? <laughs> And, she go, and they go on and on and on. Good morning to everyone except the what's up, a, what's a computer girl from the <laughs> iPad commercial. I've never hated another human being more than the what's a computer iPad child. <laughs> what's a computer? I have an irrational hate for the kid in that what's a computer Mac commercial. What's a computer? Most hated commercial worldwide. Uh, just I feel like I'm not alone now. Thank you. I feel better. Mm-hmm. I feel better. Good. I'm not just sitting home alone. Uh, also, we've got uh, oh, uh, of course, uh, you know, big time snow and uh, uh, storms going on in Davos at the uh, World Economic Forum, where they're considering uh, you know the climate change summit is pretty mm-hmm. much what they're talking about. But uh, one of my favorite scenes from Davos is uh, not so much the snow because I mean it's. it's you're going to get snow there. That's what it is. It's a skiing community. Mm-hmm. But is the more than a thousand private jets that have been delivering the the elites? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got uh, they've got all the private jets just rode up, and the private jets, according to the airport, three hundred and thirty five percent during the national annual of the world elites. Usually, they have about uh, sixty five flights out of there, uh, two hundred and eighteen a day now mm. with the private jets. So it's nice of the elites to protect the environment. Talk about the climate. Yeah, they really they do want to protect I mean, the environment is what they want to do. That, putting their they, money they where they their care, mouth is. They care about us, right? I mean, yeah. That's what they're oh, here yeah. for. Mm-hmm. It's important. <laughs> uh, we, had the, uh, we had the Oscars. Or not the Oscars. I mean the Grammys. 
No, it was the Oscars. Yeah, we had the Oscars because I'm looking at Mary J. Blige. She was, she's been uh, one of the first people ever uh, as the nomination for the Oscars. She's the first person ever to be nominated for a performance and original song in the same year on the same film. So good for her. Congratulations to Mary J. Mary J. Mary J. Blige. And another uh, note from the Oscars: Christopher Plummer. Remember, he took over because they kicked out uh, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. He's gonna he's nominated for an Oscar too. So he's the <laughs> oldest. That. Uh, at 88, boy, Christopher, man. I love that guy. I do, too. He's so great. I do, too. I like him a lot. His <laughs> roles are so cool. Yeah. And, uh, he's good. I, I hope they, they may give it to him, feel bad for him, but it's not the, the Oscars. It's, it's going to be an interesting interesting time to see the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if they're all going to wear black. Isn't that the plan? That's the plan, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do for the Oscars, man. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to handle it. it. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they really come well, out. Well, they kept James Franco to... out of the nominations because of the uh, allegations against him, which are unbelievable. It's, we're, which we are covered that. Yes. Absolutely we talked about that agonizing. Just unbelievable. Absolutely agonizing. The guy doesn't deserve what what's no, happening to not. him right now. No, he does not, and he should show up at the. He's in but... consensual relationships with girls that now are. I guess disgusted with themselves for being in the relationship with him. I'm sorry, and it's, it's too his late. Fault. It's too late. Right? Too that's late. Unbelievable. That's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, that's got to stop. It has to. It's got to stop. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. That's uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up in a second. You know the holidays are over, but winter's just kicking in. Actually, we're. Get a nice little dose of spring right now. It's gonna it's be in the 60s for about a week, and then it cools off again next week. It looks like, and mm-hmm. you know, when you got the house all closed up, a lot of those allergies, the mold, the dust, the pollen, all of that stuff just floats around your house. Imagine if you live with Jeffy and you have to breathe in the air that he is. I don't exhaling. even want to think about it. I don't want to think about Poor it. Poor Amber and the kids. What you need is a new filter from Filter Buy. Uh, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They have over 600 different filter sizes. They, they'll even do a if you've got some kind of strange size, they'll custom make one for you. They ship them free. How do you get 24 them? hours. They ship them free, but I mean, they ship, they them, ship free, them right to your house? Right to your house. They don't dump what? them in the middle of the street and make you go get them there. <laughs> or like down on the corner. Here, here's your stupid filter. Send Come out in the text. street and get it. Nope, we, they'll take it right we, to your door. We threw them at the corner. No, it's right no? to your door. That's a nice. And they're manufactured right here in America. <laughs> they offer a, a multitude of MERV options all the way up to uh, hospital grade. So you're going to remove all that pollen and the dust and the mold really from good. your air. And right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery. That way, they just show up when you need it. I am in love with that. I love that. I do, too. And it saves you money. Oh, my gosh. It saves you time, and you're going to breathe better. So it's Filter by B-U-Y, filterby.com. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Uh, Alex Jones is shopping around a book proposal <laughs> that promises the contents will, quote, open your mind in ways you can't expect, unquote. 
and be a, quote, classic that will be based around for generations? A classic that will be based around for generations? Based around. What? Passed around? Based around. Uh, it, it says based. Wow, that's pretty The fun. chapters here will uncover it all. Okay, what do we got? Uh, they'll be <laughs> like the moment you first discovered sex or the internet or quantum physics. Those were all special times for me. Tell me, tell me tell about the that. time you discovered uh, quantum, quantum physics, physics, would you please? It's just too, uh, it's too personal. You know, it's. <laughs> what, wait, it what? was it was too special. Wait a minute. Personal. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're a radio too professional. Personal. Your ability to connect with the mm-hmm. audience and talk mm-hmm. to them on a one-on-one basis is what makes you who you are, Pat Gray. I want to hear the story about the first time you yeah, discovered. I'd love, I'd love to tell you. It's just uh, again, it's too personal and it's uh, it's too special. I want to let down. Uh, you'll never look at your life or your world the same way again. Neither Jones nor Strauss Books responded to a request for comment, but the proposal was sent to publishers. Um, still, the fact that an agent with United Talent Agency, which represents some of the biggest stars in the world, would associate itself with a book by Alex Jones, raising some eyebrows. Uh, that's hard to, it is kind of hard to believe. He is the founder, of course, of InfoWars, which is not a far-right website. Why do they describe it like that? <laughs> Come on, it is man. Not. It's, a, it's a conspiracy theory website. Yeah, yeah, you know, the website that blamed a Republican president for the biggest terrorist attack in American history. Totally right. a far-right oh, website. Yeah. Far-right. Stop. And the same guy praises uh, Donald Trump as amazing. Uh, it's, it's amazing that he thinks Trump is amazing. I, I, I was amazed by all of that. It's not clear whether any publishers will actually want to acquire the book. Uh, two industry insiders told CNN as any company that would choose to publish the book would likely face an immense backlash because of the number of inflammatory claims and comments Jones has made over the years. Yeah, like Sandy Hook Massacre was a hoax. It it didn't happen. It was done by crisis actors. Oh, and by the way, the U.S. government is behind 9-11. Don't worry about it. Come on now. The book proposal submitted to publishers uh, doesn't shy away from his penchant for peddling conspiracy theories. It actually embraces it. Who doesn't want to read some of the greatest conspiracy theories of all time and then be shocked by the annotations to find out that they're all true? Uh, (laughs) Because there is a conspiracy that no matter who you are, you have to admit is true. There is a a war for your mind. A war to make you docile. A war to make you a sheep. A war to take away your initiative, your freedom, and your control over your own life. Jones attacks a number of industries in the colorful proposal. He writes that we're all still being colonized with food and drinks that can kill us faster than ever. Well, yeah. Is Do they still have fluoride and toothpaste? Yes. Yes. And you know what they're doing? The fluoride uh, pedophiles for the government at the airport or whatever that I'm thing sorry, was. I'm sorry, the fluor- fluoride pedophiles? <laughs> That's a band name right there. The fluoride pedophiles um, opening up for someone. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what the exact... It's turning the frogs gay. I know that much. Well, of course it is. And it's, it's doing other things as well. I don't um, like them putting chemicals in the water <laughs> that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, serious crap. Right? <laughs> 
I'm in control now. And then it's there's like this. some type of interdimensional mm-hmm. blight or, like, or succubus. Succubus. It's like attached itself to the to, to people. Sure. And it's like either they're demon-possessed or they aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one or the other, man. They're either demon-possessed or they aren't. that's what it is. You know what I mean? There's not a third option. I've talked to a lot of top psychologists, a lot of top PhDs, or even atheists. I said, listen, you study enough, you look enough, you get into situations (laughs) enough, you'll run into people that are clearly possessed and who even know information about you you've never told them, and they're not guessing. Something else is coming through them. Something else. That's what this is. That's what it is. I don't care if the media makes fun of me. I don't don't care what they say. I don't care what they say. I look out at the crowds. I see the people. They are possessed by something. I- okay. You, I mean, you're going to deny any of that? You're going to deny it? I don't think so. I don't think so. And these are some of the things you'll be seeing in the in the book, I'm sure, when it when it comes out. I want the audio book. I want the audio book. Here's, a, here's, a, here's an example. Okay. The headline, Aliens Are Living Among Us. Sounds preposterous. Sounds wacky. Sounds like something from a supermarket tabloid. But here's the logic. First, scientists have cloned sheep, right? Right. Second, scientists have created hybrid human pigs. Fact. Fact. Three, there are not creatures. These are not creatures of the natural world. They've been invented by science. They are alien to us. Thus, there are aliens. And aliens are living among us. Starting to get it now? Uh, starting yeah. to. I'm, okay. I've already pre-ordered while you've been okay. talking. Good. Because you're going to learn some things. Mm-hmm. Finally. Finally. Stop being so naive in this world. Sorry. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. NFL rejecting an ad from a veterans group. Simply requesting people stand during the anthem. And the NFL has has rejected it as uh, too political. Yeah, because the protest itself is not political at all. Right? And there's no misunderstanding there. They know exactly what they're talking about with this protest against the police or or whomever it's against. Whatever kind of social justice thing this has turned into, they know exactly what that's all about and why they're doing it. Because it was um, it was Colin Kaepernick himself who said it was against the flag and it was against the uh, the anthem. And it is against the country. So... <laughs> Everybody who says the opposite of that seems to be missing the point of the guy who started the whole thing in the first place. Also, uh, we've been talking about the evangelical response to uh, President Trump's potential scandals with this Stormy, Stormy Daniels thing. And I, I don't even know if that's true. I, I, who knows? Supposedly, there's a $130,000 payment out there to ke- have kept her quiet during the campaign. Uh, whether or not that happened, I don't know. But does it matter if it happened? Was my question yesterday, and of course, so we got some uh, bashing going on on the on the blaze for just for even bringing it up. 
somebody compared me to Susan Wright, and the Susan Wright we looked up initially was the Susan Wright from Houston in 2003, I think it was. Mm-hmm. She stabbed her husband 193 times and buried him in the, back, buried him in the backyard. And I was trying to figure out, okay, well, how am I being compared to Susan Wright? That's you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Own it. Own it. You know it's true. Turned out to be the Susan Wright from Red State, who was, I guess, somewhat anti-Trump. Uh, and then it, that reminded me, how many weird things happened in Houston when I first got to Houston in 2001? When I first got there, I got there during Hurricane uh, or Tropical Storm Allison. Mm-hmm. 38 inches of rain in some parts of town. Yeah. That was just, awesome. I mean, Ugh. it was such a deluge. And I just thought it was going to rain. I didn't, you know, I was from the north. It was my first time mm-hmm. in the south. It was my first time in a subtropical climate. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what was about to happen. A nightmare. And uh, getting home... At the end of the day, it was almost impossible because everything was flooded. Yep. It took hours and hours just to drive to the place where I was staying. Had, hadn't even found a permanent home yet. And I chose that night to try a different way home. Wrong choice. And I'll never forget, uh, I, was, I, I had taken a uh, kind of a, a uh, back road home, and one of the TV news stations was doing a story at the on the uh on the corner because there was some flooding like on the street on the curb the sidewalk was perfectly fine wasn't really flooded it was wet but it wasn't (laughs) flooded but just off of the curb Mm -hmm. you know you're in a foot and a half of water Mm -hmm. and so dominique soxa who was the big local uh anchor at the time and maybe still is i don't know i don't know if she's still there but um she's standing off of the curb in the flooding to make it look worse you know than it actually was mm-hmm. at the time and I, I just found that fascinating as i'm driving through the area th- seeing that you know she could be standing on the sidewalk yeah, and then that's... she wouldn't be flooded uh but uh trying hmm. to kill her shot man what is your problem <laughs> and you know that... but there was that yeah there was the susan wright thing okay there was the andrea yates thing who drowned her five Babies in a bathtub. You remember that? Yeah. There was the Enron situation. Enron, yep. And uh, there was the kid who um, killed his grandparents while they slept and set the house on fire. Good heavens. Um, there was the guy who killed his girlfriend and barbecued her on the barbecue pit in your apartment complex. Uh-huh. Uh, just moved away. So... <laughs> bizarre i mean every national story seemed every really bad story seemed to happen in houston for a while yeah strange time yeah uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh so we've been talking about some of these issues uh today and uh yeah well how, how you feel about these evangelicals and do they give do they should, should they be giving trump a pass on everything also alabama is thinking about eliminating marriage licenses why? There are some judges who are very much opposed to handing out same-sex marriage license. And they don't, they don't have to. So what they can just do is sign off on the information that the people bring them. And they don't have to actually issue a license. And that way the government stays completely out of it. And you don't issue anyone a license. That way you can't be discriminating against same-sex couples. Well, I don't give any marriage licenses. I, I let the uh, I let the religions cover that. 
right? I, th- I think that's a great idea. It's a, it's a great way to handle it, get the government out of it. Why, do we, why does the government have to sanction our unions? I don't think it does. 888 Karen in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got a question about this. Uh, okay. If a judge issued um, marriage licenses and it becomes obsolete, uh, will that therefore make divorce obsolete as well? No, I think you could still. I think you could still obtain a divorce. Um, you'd probably have to do it through your clergy, though. You'd probably have to do it through your church. Oh, and the, and the same with like child support. There's going to be a lot of pissed off lawyers. Uh, yeah, there would be. Yeah, actually, there would. Um, but it's a it's a way where these people who have you know some sort of moral obligation or or moral objection to um, right. marrying same sex couples can can not do it because then they're just not marrying anybody. Well, I, I totally agree. They shouldn't have to do it. They right. shouldn't have to. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that's all, all right. I have to say. Thank you, guys. You're Thanks, great. Thanks, Karen. Appreciate it. Steve in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat, how you doing today? Doing good. All right. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, you know, it's really a shame. I would make fun of this the chick that doesn't know about computers, you know, because all these people flying to the summit to when they're jets, they just don't know about computers and, and Skype and all that. It's kind of a, a thing that's plagued our, um, you know, existence. Yeah. You know, think of all the money they could save if they just knew about computers. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. Uh- Yep. Yeah, that's another thing with the um I don't know why people are upset, you know, you gotta get with the times on this whole Donald Trump thing. Really? You know, morals when did it say in the Bible God, you know, is never gonna change his his morals and all that stuff? That's that's crazy talk. You gotta get with the times. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Steve. Crazy talk. He's here all this week. Crazy talk, yeah. Uh all right. Join Joan in New Jersey. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, how are hey, you? Doing good. I'm calling about, um, I know Trump is president because we elected him to be president. Yeah. But prior to that, when he was running around with Billy Bush bragging how he can do anything he wants to any woman because they like it and all this, and Billy Bush had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. He was just there as, like, interviewing and whatever, and he gets canned from his job at Access Hollywood. You don't see anything of him again, but this man becomes president. And carries on and continues to carry on to be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he puts down people constantly. He hates everybody. Is there any way we can, the American public can start an impeachment on him? I am totally, he makes my blood boil. <laughs> well, I, you know, he hasn't, I, in my mind, uh, thanks for the call, Joan. He, ha- he hasn't committed a, uh, an, an impeachable offense. Um, just tweeting about people and saying mean things about him not going to get you there uh and that's that's the problem for the democrats right now they'd love to impeach him they they'd they'd like nothing better than to impeach him if they could get rid of mike pence (laughs) i think some people realize that with mike pence they might have an even more conservative person and they don't want that either uh but uh there's a billionaire who's a democrat tom steyer who is trying desperately to encourage people to impeach uh, Donald Trump. There aren't grounds to do that, though. It's got to be a high crime and misdemeanor in order to get a president out of office like that uh, to impeach him. So, nope, there's not much you can do yet. Uh, and I I mean, I, I'm hopeful he doesn't commit an impeachable crime. Uh, 
although he is, he's repugnant to some, mm-hmm. isn't he? And and the Billy Bush thing is interesting because Billy Bush didn't even do anything. He laughed, right? Isn't that what he did? He yeah. It, it was Donald Trump telling the story. It was Donald Trump saying all the disgusting things about women. Billy Bush essentially laughed. Well, he introduced Trump to someone as well. Right. right. That right there in of itself. Right. And he was promptly fired. And as she mentioned, Donald Trump went on to the presidency. It doesn't quite seem fair, but... Uh, uh, I got news for you. Uh, Life's life not isn't fair. fair. In fact, my kids aren't even allowed to use that word. Fair. Huh. Sorry. Very true, though. It really isn't fair. 888 uh, The girls on The View were taking after, um, going after Megyn Kelly uh, yesterday because Megyn Kelly dared talk about Jane Fonda. How dare she talk, you know, finally defended herself against Jane Fonda's attacks. Jane Fonda's upset, has been for four months, that uh, Megyn Kelly asked her about her, her plastic surgery. And so Megyn Kelly had finally had enough the other day, and she talked about it, and she went after the outrage that Jane Fonda has supposedly been showing Saying, where does she get off when, um, I mean, she's talking about decency when she's the one that went after our troops in Vietnam. So the girls, we actually have, here's, here's what happened, as a matter of fact. The journalists are not supposed to be the story. We're supposed to be, and it's a struggle, I think, for everyone mm-hmm. to be, but mm-hmm. it, we're supposed to be humble. We're supposed yeah. to use whatever time we're given to shine a light on other stories. Please. I mean, there are so many stories that we're not so covering. Many. And to, yeah. to take time yeah. with this she, she feels said, exactly... She should have just said, Jane should have just said to her, and how much work have you had? Whoa. Oh, man. There's some jealousy going on there. With uh, how about Kelly. a hashtag me too on that, huh? Right. Oh, no, you're exempt. I'm sorry. Come on. Unbelievable stuff. stuff. Unbelievable. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Like Jane Fonda needs their protection. I mean, Jane Fonda is despicable, uh, and Megyn Kelly finally spoke out against her. Did I think the right thing? But the the girls at the View uh, took exception to that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. still has a show looks like it we've got these tv monitors for some reason they're on a yeah, crappy channel that has uh, soap operas and well rachel ray you were I guess, watching after the, the soap, soap opera operas. admit it during the <laughs> I, break honestly i thought i thought i heard that soap operas were over I, aren't really? they mostly done I don't, I, I, don't I think know. there's only one or two left on really? the air yeah i think i think they're pretty much a thing of the past okay mostly. and i thought that was the same it could be said for Rachel Ray, but apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. So good for her. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. According to the Heritage Foundation, this is fascinating. Donald Trump has achieved more than Ronald Reagan in his first year. 
President Trump entered the Oval Office as a populist question mark. But after a year, the conservative Heritage Foundation now trumpets that Trump has a more conservative track record than Ronald Reagan, according to their standards anyway. Uh, Trump adopted two-thirds, or about 64% of the heritage agenda, meaning that the administration copied and pasted 334 (laughs) of the think tank's unique policy proposals. By comparison, the New York Times reports Reagan accepted just 49% of the heritage agenda, making 2017 a better year for heritage. Okay. Hmm. Uh, That was always the plan. When other conservatives kept their distance, Heritage welcomed Trump with open arms. He needed a detailed agenda, and they had a stockpile of policy proposals ready to roll. (laughs) And so, in the absence of his own ideas, the ideological (laughs) wild card of an executive adopted the ideas of the biggest conservative think tank in Washington. (laughs) Is there truth to that? I don't know. I I don't know either. I I, don't know, but I I would I mean, I think there were certain things Donald Trump wanted to do, but I think a lot of the stuff was kind of a blank slate. And what was the... He uh, wanted to undo what Obama Obama did, and I wanted him to do that, too. That's true, yeah. There's no question. I want him to undo the Obama uh, nonsense. So there was a lot teed Mm. up for President Trump when he got into office, as it was, just coming on the heels of eight years after a Marxist president. However, how much time did Reagan spend recovering Mm. in the hospital, battling for his life, I wonder? Yeah, because... It was like uh, really soon after mm-hmm. his presidency Just began that he months. got shot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he didn't have a. Ch- he had he had kind of a uh, detour during his first year. That's for sure. While Congress was grinding out tax reform, Trump was picking up his pen and his phone and leaving the Paris Climate Accord, which is great, reinstating the Mexico City policy and ending net neutrality. Another great thing. Heritage has a more complete list of all the achievements on their website. We should check that out. Um, Heritage founder and former president Ed Fuelner, impersonating the president, said, Hell, why can't we do that? Let's try it. Let's make it happen. (laughs) Because Ronald Reagan knew there were certain things government couldn't do. Donald Trump didn't have that belief, uh, I think, when he went in. Uh, And so he's just been doing them. Setting aside the fact that understanding the limits of government is a prerequisite to our constitutional republic, the right seems to measure conservatism as opposition. Never mind that Reagan was able to appeal to permanent principle while simultaneously winning passing policies. What's needed now, the conservative consensus seems to have concluded, is someone willing to tear down the status quo of the administrative state. In Trump, heritage has found that champion. It's probably probably something to that. Also, uh, this is fascinating to me. This, this new tactic by Chuck Schumer to say, okay, uh, the deal's off. We're not doing a wall. And so, because he called the president and said, look, the, and I think he did that because he lost, he lost the showdown, the government shutdown. The Schumer shutdown failed. He got his ass kicked on in that fight, and he it pissed him off, and the left is mad at him, and so he threw a little temper tantrum, and he called the president, and he said, "Well, then I'm I'm not going to do the uh, no, I'm not doing the wall. The wall funding is off. Forget it. Let Mexico pay for it, like you said from the beginning." So what did Trump say? Well, okay, <laughs> then the docket thing's off. 
I thought I thought you wanted to do a deal with the DACA people. Pretty interesting clash of titans here. And especially when you consider how Trump doesn't forget. You know, Trump, you cross no, he him doesn't. and um, yeah. you might have difficulty getting You're going to pay a stick of, We've all seen that. Right? We've all seen that. Anytime, you know, during the campaign, we paid a heavy price for opposing Trump. We did. Yeah. I mean, we just got we got kicked in the teeth a lot. And so did everybody else who opposed Trump. And you were considered a traitor. Well, I mean, look at some of the response today just by saying not wonderful things about Trump. People are upset. And I just, you know, it's we're just trying to be consistent and trying to tell the truth about it. And when he does good things, I'm going to say that. And when he does things I'm opposed to, I'll, I'll say that as well. Um, but I very much want the wall built or at least a fence. I, I'd take the double fencing that they approved and put into law, by the way, back in 2006. It was mandated that a fence shall be built along the southern border, and it hasn't been. And so, yes, I'm, I'm very much in favor of Donald Trump pushing border security. And after we get border security fixed, after you take care of that very basic policy... The most basic of all policies, taking care of your country and protecting it from, from outsiders. It's just ridiculous that we don't do that. Then you can revisit some of the other things. We can enforce U.S. law and we can decide what to do about Dreamers and the DACA program and all, all of that stuff. There's going to be 20 to 30 illegal aliens that we're going to have to do something about. right? Either they're going to have to go to the back of the line, go back to their country of origin and reapply. Or you're going to say... Ollie, Ollie, I'll come free. You're all here. And we're just going to live with it now. Well, that's madness. And that can't happen. But it it probably will. <laughs> because if they get the dreamers done, that's 3.2 million people. And then they're going to attach their parents to them because we can't separate families. We can only separate American families when they do something wrong. <laughs> we can't separate families from other nations um, when they do things that are wrong. I'm not sure why. It just happens to be a fact of life. So you're going to have probably six to seven million people there who have amnesty just like that. But the very first step, as we've always said, is secure the stinking border. So we're having a difficult time doing that. And now this whole immigration thing has been kind of knocked on its head. Senators uh, crashing on a two-week deadline to come up with an immigration plan are sparring now over funding for the border wall uh what you know what they what qualifies as border security even though um we don't even know what the scope of the border wall is anymore during the campaign president trump seemed to indicate we're going to build a wall across the whole border right wasn't that the impression you had the impression i had Mm -hmm. From Donald Trump was, we're going to build a wall, it's going to be 30 feet high, and it's going to span the 2,000-mile border. I also right? remember at some point it, it getting 10 feet higher. <laughs> and yes. When uh, Vicente Fox said, F you, he said, okay, it's going to be 10 feet higher. So then it was a 40-foot wall, which is fine by me. Yeah. I want a wall so high, you can see it from space. I want a wall so high that when we get to Mars and look back this direction, you can see the stinking border wall poking up. <laughs> That's what I want. 
Uh, it's not going to happen, but that's what I want. And then I do want that big, beautiful door, and I just want yes. one of them. Yes. And then, yes, we do want people. And again, had we had we attacked this situation from the perspective of doing something positive, like being for legal immigration, from the beginning, I think this thing would have been over a long time ago. If we would have just said, hey, we are all about coming here. Um, this is a nation of legal immigrants. So let's make sure that legal immigrants are able to come here. But let's keep the undesirables, the, those who are coming here illegally, keep them out. It's, I mean, it's, it's such common sense. So easy. It's so frustrating to have to constantly repeat it. It is. Uh, it is. So uh, it was an inauspicious start yesterday to the bipartisan effort to break the months-long impasse over the Dreamers and the budget uh, and that whole discussion over the shutdown. So that the shutdown ended pretty quickly, but Congress could be back in almost the same spot in two weeks because they just kicked the whole thing down the road three weeks. And we're about a week beyond that now, so it's about two weeks from now. Um, and so you need 60 votes in the Senate unless you invoke the nuclear option. Are they going to be willing to do that? I don't think so. Majority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell has pledged to take up an immigration bill. He revealed yesterday that he yanked his massive earlier offer of, uh, well, Chuck Schumer yanked the offer of 20. He was going to offer $25 billion in wall funding? I guess so. $25 billion? Wow. Now, because he's such a great construction guy... Trump said he could do it for two or four. Now it's 25? Wow. Wow. It's a move that angered uh, top Republicans, potentially undercut negotiations among a slew of senators trying to craft an immigration plan that can pass, and it pissed off the Dreamers who showed up at Chuck Schumer's house. <laughs> I got to play the audio for you coming up in a few minutes because if anybody deserves it, a group of protesters showing up at his house in the middle of the night. It's Chuck Stinkin' Schumer. He brought it on himself. Now, I hate it when protesters show up at people's houses. I, I, th- I think that's really awful. And it's out of bounds. But if anybody deserves it, again, it's Chuck Schumer. We'll share that with you coming up here. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. So, hi, welcome. Thank you. Great to have you here. Appreciate that. Not necessarily speaking to you, producer Keith. Why not? Uh, so much as you know the audience. So you don't mean it. Uh, not to you. Okay. No, but to the audience, very definitely. Fine. Uh, great to have you with us. Uh, I'm Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, the immigration situation. I we we've been talking about this so long that you know 
President Trump acts like he brought it up and it was new. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking. We were talking about this since Donald Trump was for open borders. Thank you. (laughs) Since Donald Trump was pro partial birth abortion, we've been talking about this. And now he's changed those policies, obviously. Yay. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was not a topic that Donald Trump brought to the table. I am glad, however, that he made it an issue because it needs to be figured out and we just won't do it. What nation on earth, what sovereign nation on earth is this inept that they they allow political correctness to just handicap them and to paralyze them into leaving their borders wide open. No one on earth does it. No one on earth. No. Why? Because it's a suicide pact. That's why nobody does it. Why don't we take a look sometime? Why can't anybody say, all right, you're saying we're not supposed to, it's it's hateful and xenophobic to protect our southern border? Then tell Mexico that about their southern border. Why do they defend it so much against the Guatemalans? So much that they place military at their southern border. So much so that as soon as people come, they arrest them and put them in prison and deport them every time. Why does Mexico have the really difficult rules about land ownership for foreigners? What? Why? But we have to just say, all right, if you came here, then you belong here. It's like if I leave my front door unlocked uh, and people just start streaming into my house, I can't even ask them why they're there. Or I can't even ask them to sweep up after themselves. I, I can't even ask them, hey, uh, what do you bring to this family? Can we know? <laughs> it's, that's, it's, it's madness. It's insanity. And you better have the guest room available, too. And it better be made up, fresh sheets, and that's how service. They, that's how they act. Mm-hmm. That they have it coming to them. <laughs> uh, the thing that pissed me off so much back in the 2000s when we were going through this debate then, and they were trying to bring about the comprehensive immigration reform. And President Bush talked about it all the time. We need comprehensive immigration reform. And when I come back from Europe, uh, we're going to get that passed. (laughs) No, no, we're not. Uh, So he was terrible on the border, too. Uh, And it's it's just been that, that way for a long time. And then some of us finally saw some light at the end of the tunnel. I mean... Laura Ingram was so enamored, or not Laura Ingram, uh, Ann Coulter was so enamored of Trump's policy, supposedly, on the border. She went with that one issue and didn't care about anything else. Mm-hmm. Just do that and she'll be happy. Well, he's not doing that yet. So now we're hearing just how demanding the people who are here illegally in our house when they're not supposed to be making more demands on us. Like, Hey, I, I don't want to sleep on your floor at night. I want your master bedroom now. And I want you to give me a monthly salary. For what? None of your business, because I'm here. That's for what? I mean, it's ludicrous. So, uh, while I would normally have sympathy for somebody who has a, hundreds of protesters show up on their lawn in the middle of the night, and start screaming at the people inside his house when his family's there. I don't have any sympathy for Chuck Schumer when this happened to him. If Chuck 
won't, if Chuck won't let uh, us dream, uh, let us dream. We won't let him sleep. Wow. If Chuck won't let us dream, dream, we won't let him sleep. Uh If Chuck won't let us dream, we won't let him sleep. So that's... There's been stronger efforts uh, with protest rhymes, I'll tell you that. Come on. I I like hey, hey, ho, ho, you really gotta go better than that. Yeah, hey, hey, ho, ho, let us stay or you will go. (laughs) I mean... That's not one of your better protest chants. No, no. no. But how pissed would you be if you're at home and you're trying to sleep and your neighbors are trying to sleep and then uh, dozens or hundreds of people show up because they're illegally in the country making more demands on you? Good golly. But the Democrats have brought this on themselves, so yeah. I got no sympathy. And that's effective, too. I, I cannot remember. I think it was Senator D'Amato, a Democrat, I don't know, way back when, 30 years ago, when they were getting rid of the... Um, Oh gosh, the, the 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 lenient mortgage stuff that Carter put into uh, into place, you know, mm-hmm. I forget. But anyhow, they did the same thing to him. It's effective, and and the residual effect of these things are terrible because twenty years later we had ourselves a uh, a crash in two thousand eight that um, ushered in the Barack Obama presidency. Yeah. Anyway, I know there's a lot of steps and stuff involved, but this is the kind of tactics you see in a third world nation, and it's just a shame that this uh, country and I hate it. it. Yeah, I hate it. I just, there's no excuse for it. And for people who've been breaking our laws and not being here legally, and then to make demands like this, like they, we owe them all of these things. Insulting. Oh, it makes my blood boil. Now, that's, that's a big story, Pat. Mm-hmm. But you've ignored now for over two and a half hours the biggest story of the day, the, the most Which compelling is- story, and that's the fact that... Uh, the guy who used to dance around in a purple dinosaur outfit is now offering uh, tantric sex classes. <laughs> the guy inside the yeah. Barney suit. Yeah. Remember Barney the dinosaur? <laughs> hey, kids. I love you. You love me. <laughs> yeah. Stupendous. Loves you that guy time. is a tantric sex guy now. Yeah. I mean, this is 2018, he's, man. This is the uh, world we live in. He's got a website where <laughs> he describes what he'll do for you, you know, for, for a price. <clears throat> Only women, mm. but you can come in and he'll do this tantric thing that causes you all kinds of pleasure, he <laughs> says. It's the Barty the Dinosaur guy. You got to wear the suit, dude. <laughs> That's just amazing. got to wear me. the suit. And that was that. the other interesting aspect kind of that. Every single episode was shot right here in this studio mm. that we're in right now. I'm feeling good in now. Irving, Texas. Yeah. So that's what, where are they now? Um, they're in a bedroom making 350 bucks a day um, is where they're at. You know, that, that reminds me though, Steve so Burns was the guy who did Blues Clues. Yeah. And he went on to start a band. And it's pretty good. What was the name of the band? I don't know. Steve Burns. Okay. Crew. All right. But no, no. Catchy. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. There's an album. They'll probably make it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Foreigner does. Well, who won't? I mean, me and my little egg shaker over here will. The Barney guy will probably make it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Foreigner does. Now, don't be ridiculous. (laughs) Steve Burns, absolutely, though. Uh, 888-900-3393. Let's go to Fran, though, in Pennsylvania. Hey, Fran, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's true, but I heard that at least half of the illegal aliens uh, overstayed their work visa. Uh, and I, I'd like to know uh, if 
uh, Trump is doing anything about that? Is he trying to abolish the work visas? Is he limiting it? Uh, also, um, I heard that uh, uh, another problem is tourism. People come over here as tourists, yeah. and they never leave. Yeah, those are so big, both big problems. Could you clarify that? Yeah. What's going on? He's not appreciated. Thanks for the question, friend. He's not trying to eliminate those programs, but he's definitely trying to clean them up. And trying to make sure that we stay on top of that stuff because the Democrats for, and not just Democrats, uh, complicit Republicans as well, have just allowed this mess to happen. And they don't care that people come here and overstay their visas. And they didn't do anything about it. In fact, it was great for the Obama administration because they want more voters here voting for them. And they're trying to get these people legalized, get them amnesty, make them citizens so that they can become their voting bloc now. That's what they're counting on. They believe that if they can get all these uh, people from foreign countries who come here with more socialist sensibilities, they're going to have a better shot to get their socialist agenda passed and stay in power. Uh, So is that something that Trump's concerned about? Yeah, and he's talking about cleaning up these visa programs. Uh, And he's talked about the lottery visa program, which he's described inaccurately a few times. But that's a problem, too. And sometimes the visas that they overstay, the student visas from, I I heard a uh, statistic on this not that long ago, something like 32,000 foreign student visas from the Middle East have been overstayed, (laughs) and we have no idea where they are now. (sighs) Sleep well, Chuck Schumer. 32,000 people from potentially extremist lands who maybe don't like us that much and we have no idea where they are Uh, these are just i mean that's why the immigration situation is such a stinking mess and you would just think okay can't we just get together at least on some of those issues and clear up the visa problems the overstaying visas the student visas Maybe we ask more of people, like, what are you doing here? How long are you going to stay? We need you to report. And if you don't and we find you, you're going to be deported. Is that too much to ask? Are we hateful if we do that? No. We're just trying to stay alive. Try to keep our heads above water. One of the, one of the things that Trump repeated over and over and over and over again is if you don't have a border, you don't have any laws. You don't have a country. And I, that's true. It's true. If you can't enforce the border, we're not going to have a country because we can't enforce our laws. And you're going to take jobs from people and there's going to be drug problems and there's going to be extremists who sneak in and uh, and there's nothing we can do about it if we're if we're not at least going to try to fix the situation. But then when you mention it, you're a hater, you're a xenophobe, you're mm-hmm. a neo-Nazi, mm. you're a nationalist. Mm-hmm. And again, hmm. one of the things people like about Trump is he spits it right back in their face. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and that's why Ann Coulter was so adamant about the guy. She really thought he was going to stick to that. Um, and so far, we we haven't seen it. When was the last time Donald Trump said Mexico is going to pay for this wall? Don't worry about it. I already told you that Mexico is going to pay for the wall. No, they're trying to get $25 billion from the Congress. That's that's the American Congress, not the Mexican one. 888 933 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. 
Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, some tweets people catch it up on um some of the issues that we've discussed during the course of the day it's fascinating things uh we have some really challenging listeners from uh kaboom he says i believe brother love pad was trying to tell us we need to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves you see how poignant that is it's beautiful i like it thank you kaboom uh from the black wolf knowing people are innocent until proven guilty what has Trump done that was so bad outside harsh language and being inarticulate? Why are you being so judgmental? I'm not judging Trump. I am saying, if he did these things, does it matter? That's not a judgment. It's a question. Uh, it's, it's Have we lost any sense of uh, our moral compass? Because the right used to insist on character mattering. It was our whole thing during the 90s. Mm, that's old thing, Pat. And I'm just wondering if we still have that at all. I'm not saying Trump is going to hell. That's a judgment that you don't make. Okay, <laughs> You can judge people's actions, however. Can we at least come to that recognition? Uh, from Mercenary Grip, Donald Trump believes in winning. That is his center. That is his compass. That's his only guiding principle. You know, and... and to a lot of people, that's a compliment. They're, they're fine with that. From Dirty Cap Guy Jim. Sorry, Pat. God did choose Trump and Obama. Wow, I do not believe that. You're tying God's hands when you say God's plan would not or could not use a Marxist or a wise-ass guy to run America. Read your Bible about all the evil folks God used for his glory to God and that benefited many. Now... Can he still get his will done? Of course, his will is going to happen regardless. However, we make mistakes, and he allows us to make mistakes. He can't control everything we do. I don't believe... Did did God will Adolf Hitler into power? Absolutely not! But did he... Did that strengthen people throughout the world in their resolve? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, his will is not going to be thwarted. But he doesn't control every action. That would be predestined. And then we'd we'd have no agency in this life. We'd have no reason to live this life because it's already been done for us. It's already, everything's been decided. He's doing it all. Yeah, I just don't, uh, can you believe that? That God puts uh, everybody into office? That he wants them to be, and so uh, he just makes sure. Everybody who needs to be in office is. No, I'm much more side with you on this. Um, God makes lemonade out of lemons. Y- yes. How's that? You like y- that? Yes, I, I write that. I'm going to write that one down. That was really profound. The Pat Bumper sticker. That was really profound. Thank you. You should maybe find yourself a church and start preaching. Can I could put that on a sign. That was super God profound. makes lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, beautiful. That we... That we... Deal with and drink in primary season every four years. <laughs> we give God lemons in the primaries and he makes lemonade. Speaking of uh, Twitter, though, uh. 
uh, you know, the big snafu in Hawaii that yeah. caused everybody to panic. And, I mean, people were crying and weeping and wailing oh, and yeah. scared out of their minds. And we, we had a call from Hawaii shortly after, and he said it, it, he and his family just went in and started saying the rosary because th- they were going to pray until the end. So 38 minutes later, finally, it comes out, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. There's no missile on the way. So people wonder, they knew within two minutes, why did it take so long? (laughs) Because Hawaii's governor is a lot like uh, Twitterless Pat used to be. I'm sorry? He didn't know his Twitter password. (laughs) So he couldn't send out the all clear notification on Twitter. He couldn't tweet because he didn't know his password. That is amazing. <laughs> that is a Pat Gray oh, situation that's right there. Governor Gray. Uh, something scenario. I can absolutely relate to. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. He didn't retract the fake missile alert because he didn't know the password to his Twitter account. So did he finally get uh, an aid? To uh, yeah, I don't know. Get him in or what? Maybe he had to reset it. Maybe he had to sit there and wait oh, for the maybe. email to come. You know, it's like all right, <laughs> all right. Now my password is u seven six eight yes hyphen <clears throat> niner. Crazy, uh, pretty amazing. What a world. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Chuck in Ohio, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey Pat, hey. Uh, I just wanted to remind you that the Bible does say that God will rise up whom He will. Yes. And cast down whom he will. I th- absolutely. Absolutely. But to me, that doesn't mean he raises every single person up. I mean, because if you're in a society like us, we're making choices here. And Yes, but isn't it also like uh, devices? There's no knowledge given man but that which God allows? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine. So you mean what by that? Well, the atomic bomb. I mean, we wouldn't yeah. have the atomic bomb if God didn't allow us to have it. Oh, right. Absolutely. Yes, I believe that. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Chuck. Um, I don't know. You know, it's probably... that's a, It's a tough <clears throat> discussion because people have varied uh, beliefs along those lines. Hmm. Me, I don't believe in predestined things. I believe that we're foreordained that certain things will happen, but we have some say in it. Yeah. Otherwise, what are we doing here? And yeah, what's the reason to try yeah. if, if it's all predestined? Now, maybe God rises up people, but doesn't he leave sure. it in our hands to choose which of yes. those people that we want? Yeah, and didn't it seem like we had a choice of 17 people? We could have chosen any of them. A- any of them. Whoops. And I, th- I think we... Uh, we chose, chose a different one than I would have expected would have, yes, of course, yes. in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. That's a, it's an interesting discussion, though, yeah. but but a yeah. difficult one. Uh, Bill in New Jersey, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Quick question for you regarding the IRS and the shutdown over the weekend. Uh-huh. I understand that 87,000 employees were told that if there's a shutdown... Don't bother coming in because you're not essential. Yep. My question to that is, how much, what percentage of that 87,000 are so non-essential that we don't need them at all? That's a good question, and I can't believe we're not asking it now. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, there's a ton of bloat, and we all know it. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so if if there's and there probably are, there's probably more than eighty seven thousand government jobs you can eliminate. <laughs> Those appreciate the call. Yeah. Those employees wouldn't be happy about it. Mm. But you know, hopefully they find work in the private sector. Yeah, go make some lemonade. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Also, a Botox scandal <clears throat> is gripping Saudi Arabia's camel beauty pageant. I'm sorry, Saudi Arabia's who? Their camel beauty pageant. Okay. A dozen contestants were disqualified amid suspicion their lips had been surgically enhanced. No. This is, I hesitate to even bring this up because people are going to be so disillusioned. Right. My about, world is. I mean, it's gotten to the point where you can't even trust the Saudi Arabian camel pageants anymore. I won't hear of this. I'm sick about it. I I'm absolutely sick. What's Should that? I continue or is it too much? I guess. The annual contest has been moved from its previous venue in the desert to the outskirts of the capital, Riyadh. Sure. Where a jury rates tens of thousands of camels based Ugh. on their appearance. Gross. The event is part of a big festival that celebrates the animal, which symbolizes Bedouin life in the desert. Yeah. This is kind of their Westminster dog show <laughs> yes. for camels. <laughs> the camel is a symbol of Saudi Arabia, uh, Fazan al-Mahdi said, as news that 12 camels were kicked out of the competition broke. Get out. We used to preserve it. We used to preserve it out of necessity. Now we preserve it as a pastime. Get this, though. There's prize money of $57 million for the winning camels. That's better than facial cream. So 30,000 camels are entered into the show. It's a pretty big deal. And they use Botox for their lips, the nose, the upper lips, the lower lips, the jaw. And I guess uh-huh. it's illegal, but they it makes the head more inflated. Mm-hmm. So when the camel comes out, it's like, oh, wow, look how big it is. his head is. Look at those big, full Angelina Jolie-type camel lips. That's Wait. great. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's, what a weird, weird world. <sighs> we'll be back to explore it again tomorrow, right here. I'm Pat Gray Unleashed. <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.